<laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this, our Tyranny of Dragons campaign. Thank you for joining us for episode 39. Crazy, crazy times. We're almost at 40 episodes. That is what just episode? nuts. What? What? We've been doing this now. We've actually now been doing this for a year. We've uh, we've actually wow. just um, oh, just about hit our year anniversary as well. So, um, and and do you know what? Melbourne's still in lockdown, <laughs> so yeah. nothing's changed. Nothing nothing's what? changed. I mean, I've, I'm not in Melbourne anymore, so I'm not in lockdown. So it's lovely for me. But um, yeah, nothing much has changed. Uh, well, actually, a few things have changed. We've got, we've got a few new characters since we first started. This is, um, I think, we've we've travelled a long distance in this. Uh, in this campaign, we've now, we've now, you guys have travelled over the breadth of, of the land over Oshi. You've travelled to um, different uh, different places. I think this is now where you start to really get to explore the continent, though, as you uh, as you are now on board an airship, which really opens up the uh, opens up the world for you. Which I'm very excited to uh, excited to start having you guys explore. But I should introduce the lovely players who join me each and every Wednesday night. Please introduce yourself, lovely. Introduce yourselves, lovely players. All right, I think it's me. I'm actually here. Hello. I'm Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Mira, Dragonborn Sorcerer, half red dragon, half silver dragon. Um, pretty keen to have my own desk now. Very excited. Yes. Very excited. And I'm also found my old notes. This is Claire speaking. I found my notes, so it should be a little more. <laughs> Very nice. This yeah. would be great fun. Mm-hmm. Go on, Jared. Introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm Jared. Um, I'm playing the character of uh, Jin, whose persona currently is Illyrian Whisperwind. I'm a uh, level two warlock and six level bard. I, I'm the one who's sort of the resident uh, spy, does all the uh, sort of subterfuge sort of elements. And uh, I think my protege, Miro, is coming along quite nicely. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got an airship now, which is really awesome, and I'm looking forward to some of the um, air sort of adventures we're about to that are, that are about to unfold. Absolutely. And I'm Michael. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, the Wolfforged Artificer, who is in the robot version of Heaven right now, as he is holed up in the engine room of a flying ship. Yeah, I think we we left you last session just um, fangirling over the uh, over the engine itself. Absolutely. I think it's great. While the others picked rooms, you just picked the engine. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah that, that is literally his room. <laughs> the engine room oh, is his like room. Yeah, exactly sure. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And our guest character, who's now uh, become a permanent member of the cast. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra the Moon Druid. Um, and uh, her recent activities have pretty much just been decorating the ship with as many plants that she could get her hands on before takeoff. Yeah, you will, yeah. <laughs> Keen-eyed viewers will notice uh, plants occasionally moving around the map a teensy bit. Um, <laughs> I did give Ali control of them so that she could place them where she wanted. I am now going to take that control away and move them to the map layer so that they can't be fucked about with. <laughs> because these are not... They're not awakened shrubs. They are just <laughs> that you have placed. Not yet. They're not, they're not awakened shrubs yet. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we are... 
really sort of entering into a new phase of the campaign is now that we've got the airship and now that you guys have a mobile base um, the teleportation circle's been activated and you now have a, a um, easy passageway straight back to your your guild hall um, really now it's going to be less of the needing to prepare for long long journeys in terms of like, what you can carry and what you can bring with you this sort of opens it up a little bit more and gives you guys a little bit more freedom to focus on um, the journey itself rather than the provisions for the journey which I know Mira obviously will still oh. need to take a very tight inventory of what you have with you on the ship but um, it, it gives us a little bit more freedom for exploration which I'm really keen on as well mm. uh, so I think I should probably do a quick recap and then we can jump into the adventure Mira, Jin, Loki and Lyra are in Palin capital of the Ocean Empire, and now the location for a council meeting of lords, spies, and mercenary groups, as the threat posed by the Order of the Dragon looms larger each passing day. The group know that the Order of the Dragon has been around in various forms for centuries, historically attempting to use necromancy to bring the bodies of dead dragons back to life as draculiches. But in the past few years, something has changed. The goal now seems to be the accumulation of vast amounts of gold, silver, and treasure by any means necessary. However, the group have discovered wealth is not the endgame. The purpose of this hoard seems to be some integral part of a ritual required to release Tiamat, one of the evil betrayer gods from her prison far beyond the astral space. Other requirements or specifications for this ritual remain clouded and unknown to our party, except that there are five chromatic dragon masks somehow involved. And there is a suspicion amongst several members of the party that Mira might somehow be needed or required for the activation of said ritual. Having thwarted many of the cult schemes, the Tempest Guild were the chosen representatives of the League of Adventurers at the historic summit in the Imperium, the seat of the Ocean Empire. During the council meeting, the party learned that Varum, the current bearer of the White Dragon Mask, has been spotted over towards the northwest away from the hustle and bustle oh, sorry no not the northwest sorry my apologies towards the northeast um not on the <laughs> continent of Oceania. um there had been reports from some of the harpers a spy organization that Jin uh, is a member of that had uh, spotted uh, varum one of the leaders of the cult somewhere over towards the northeast um just past the shattered isles as the council meeting came to a close a large long horn sound echoed across the city silencing all other noise causing distress and chaos amongst the animal populations and uh, trees as well i think lyra was able to identify that trees were distressed by this noise as well um no one thought to ask the trees except for lyra so point there um, <laughs> but yeah this uh this sounding of the horn was revealed to be uh, an ancient magical item an artifact known as the drakhorn uh which essentially was the call to war for the chromatic dragons in the uh in the original conflict uh way way back in the past of uh of uh, nostea the conflict that um put pit pitted dragons against each other and pitted the world uh, is now known as the ruin so a bit of a fun time nothing much to worry about but um yeah the ancient horn which is thought to be lost the dracorn sounded once again the party uh, arrived at the airship docks to discover that Leosin Olanthar, the twin brother of Azur, one of the other party members, had purchased an airship in their name. Um, almost purchased an airship after quickly settling the last of his debts um, and deciding on their course of action and splitting up some gold. The party now are faced with an open sky. Any road, any direction they want to head in is theirs. The airship is theirs. It has been completely fueled. 
They've had a little bit of time to do some shopping. Illyrian uh, has picked up a few little trinkets and odds and ends. Um, the rest of them, I think Lyra picked up some new armor as well. So they've, they've kitted out. They've got their best gear on. They've picked their rooms. The only thing that awaits is the open sky as we set out on some airship adventures. Now, quickly with Jin Illyrian. So Jin, when you went to go purchase your Scrolls of Absorb Elements, um, obviously identifying that perhaps as uh, you were exposed to draconic breath, as the campaign goes on, potentially you might want to get some protection from the elements. I think you also had a bit of a run-in with fire in one of the earlier episodes as well, so in your interests to make sure you're protected from that. Uh, as you head across to um, one of the shops that sort of purports to be selling magical items and artifacts, um, the older gentleman inside, a uh, very long white beard, classic sort of wizard-looking man, um, greets you and as you ask him for the scrolls no 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 scrolls are useless if you, do you have time to pull out a scroll and read it while you're being set on fire don't be stupid my young man scrolls are good for learning spells not for activating spells oh um well um, admittedly i didn't is there an alternative oh yes of course well, the latest thing this artificing uh, we can obviously create gemstones that will hold the spell for you and activate it when you uh, when you need it most here, pulls open a drawer and you can see a bunch of quartz crystals with copper wires, um, small holes drilled through the crystals and copper wires leaning through, um, which seem to form a little network or a lattice that um, basically is attached to a brooch. If you pin this to your clothing, it will activate when you uh, take a bit of elemental damage. The quartz will redirect and dissipate the energy, thus protecting you from harm. Uh, and if you are to touch your hand or your weapon or something to the quartz crystal, you can actually take some of the energy that's dissipated and use it again. Oh, well, that is definitely a quite interesting little thing. I've, I've never seen it before. <laughs> Technology, hey? Technomancy. He gives you, a, like, an eyebrow raise right. as he says that. Yeah. Just well, like I did my... then for viewers. <laughs> not really my um, area of expertise. How no. many would you like? Um, I would like five. Five, 70 gold pieces each, my good man. Perfect. Well, that sounds like a great deal indeed. Um, he hands you over a box that has the five uh, quartz crystals with the copper lattice network forming a brooch inside. Um, yep. Opens the box and presents it to you. You, you take your uh, absorb elements. Um, you can add... Essentially, it's just you've got five uses of absorb elements. That's, that's, that's literally what they are. Um, yep. And it's Perfect. a reaction. So it's, it's just the spell absorb elements. With some flavor. Spicy, spicy. Um, <laughs> well, it makes more sense. Um, like, yeah, exactly. You're about right. to get hit with, you get hit yeah. by this, like, dragon breath. You're like, hey, wait, yeah. dragon. Let oh, me just I just got to pull out this piece of paper. Let me just, let me pull this papyrus wrap out and unroll it, and I'll just speak this spell. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, um, so reaction oh, spells. Like my scroll is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's poison. So, no, it's acid breath I've been hit with. Oh, the scroll's melted, as of my fingers. Um, yeah, so the way, the way I deal with reaction spells is, uh, it's all artificer, um, stuff so just because it doesn't make any sense to have it as a spell scroll unless you're learning the spell as a wizard in which case it makes perfect sense to have it as a scroll yeah. uh, if you guys want to purchase any spells that have um reaction as their casting time it'll be something clever like that something a little artificery fantastic so yeah you, you have those you head back to the ship my question is are you sharing those with anybody or are they just for gin um hmm I mean, Nier is half red, half silver. That's already two elements done. 
Oh, probably Lyra hugs trees. <laughs> Lockie's made of metal. Personal, probably <laughs> from my own personal stash of gold. Yeah, fair enough. But I will say to everybody um, as I'm walking into, like, hmm. I will mention, um, it's a quick little thing for everybody. Um, these little things here, it's for the spell uh, absorb elements. Going against some dragons, it, they could definitely be a bit of a um, well, a bit of a lifesaver. So. By all means, um, if you have any extra cash or gold, it'd be probably be a good idea to buy some. But it is all your call. Uh, if you guys wanted to have purchased any seventy gold pieces each, um, just cross off as many as you want. Uh, Jin, Jin's already negotiated a discount that applies to everybody, so you're all covered. We did. Yeah, that's why I didn't stream. push. That's why I didn't push nah. for a discount. Well, you would have been hit back hardcore because we'd already done that off stream. And if you'd been a little oh, cheeky no. fuck and tries <laughs> to secure a bigger discount, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, not worth it. I think Lyra. Um, that's why. Pick one or up. Yeah, yeah, pick one or two up. Absolutely, just seventy gold pieces. Tick it off. Yeah, same. That's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, if there's any other, if there's any other spells, scrolls, or things like that that you want to pick up that are first level, um, just chuck it in the chat and I'll let you know what they cost. But first level spell scrolls are between 60 to uh, 90 gold pieces depending on what they are um, and then uh, cantrips and things like that If uh, you probably wouldn't want to pick up a scroll of cantrip or anything like that but um, they're only uh, 40 gold pieces for a, a single use cantrip scroll depending yeah, on what I it do, is spare the dying's um, a little bit cheaper priests I do have, so discount that I do have three other scrolls that were from way back when I have mm -hmm. a dimension door scroll Yep. A fireball scroll and a yep. featherfall scroll. But the uh, featherfall feather scroll is a is a silver token shaped like a feather. Yep. Yeah. Um, that yeah, it's that glistens with um, with magic, and occasionally um, actual real feathers fall from it uh, if you oh, if you have cool. it out in the air. Yeah. Cool. Very well, very occasionally. What I've done is I've made a, a ton of like custom actions as well, with mm -hmm. the exact like parameters of all the scrolls, so they're actually perfect. in my actions and reactions. Yeah, because I think if they sense. were just in my inventory, I'd just forget. You'd them. forget. Yeah, exactly right. I always do that when I'm. Well, I mean, I was going to say when I'm a player, but when does that oh. happen anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, well, we might have to do a one shot then one day, Owen, so you can play. Oh yeah, I've got a I've got a good one um, that I'd love to be a player in, but I know the That's thing too I well said, now because I've read player. it, so now I can't do it. Yeah, no, I can't. Well, maybe I can't, you can't do that one. Maybe else. I maybe I'll come up with a one shot or someone else. Absolutely, they want to do a one shot. Um, as you guys are sort of getting ready and, and getting your stuff all organised, uh, a knock comes at each of your doors as Leosin moves down the rooms and sort of knocks and checks in and goes, "Hey, um, I've got some I've got some people who might be interested in joining our in joining our crew. We were looking for some um, looking oh, for some yeah. crew." I've, uh, I've actually gathered three people who could be useful. Um, we've got the funds in the guild to cover two of them, um, depending on their role. So I, I was going to bring them down to the lower deck. Do you want to come join me in this uh, in this uh, section down here? We can just take some seats and they can come present their resumes to us. Uh, Mira, I'm assuming you'll want some paperwork of some sort for them. Oh, Mira's already got it all already prepared. That's what she's been doing with her new desk. Gee, wow. By Bahamut, you have been busy. Good lord. I, I, oh, sorry, your ink is completely... You've run out of ink. Um, I, I really misunderestimated how much you would need. I had This was six months' supply, Miri. You've used it up in six... What, six minutes? Well... Oh, fuck. That's, that's really good. Um, who... Was that Michael, Michael and Claire both singing that? <laughs> yeah. that? Was it both of you? Yeah. <laughs> you both get inspiration. Yeah. 
Why do you write like you're running out of time? No, no, no. Um, I, I, I'm gonna go get some more ink, and then I'll bring these people down. Goodness oh, yeah. me, Miri, you have a problem. <laughs> Miri, just like, look at this. You've filled both desks. He pulls the covers back. Look, it's just paper under here. You can see <laughs> all the covers. It's just huge rolls of paper. Mira, look, you don't need to hide your habit from us. It's okay. You, you'll be all right. We can deal with this together. Um, none of that happens. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he he just goes to the he goes to the crate, opens it up, and you see there's like 16 vials of ink there. That's uh, um, there's also you'll notice here I've got some squid ink uh, the side. If you if you need to code any magic scrolls or do anything uh, magical, I got some squid ink too. But please don't use that for just ordinary work. That cost me 16 gold pieces. Oh, no, I'll I'll save that definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I can spell scrolls though. Don't, I don't think sorcerers can do that. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, unless you take. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that later. Um, it doesn't have the intelligence. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, well, I'll, I'll bring them down if you want to come meet me in the in the mid foyer to see the kitchens, and we can we can suss these people up, and learn a bit about them, and maybe bring them on board. Can oh, you? I better get Lucky too. <laughs> he, he heads down <laughs> to the engine. <sighs> Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. Hello. <laughs> um, come up, come up to the main deck. We're picking, we're picking new crew members to come work for us. Did you want to say in that, or are you happy down here? Oh no, I'll come. And... Yes, sure, sounds fantastic. Yes. I'll uh, just back through this way. Okay, just just one, one, one moment. He, he, he oh. like finishes fiddling with whatever he's fiddling with. Drops like a couple of tools and things and starts putting things away. I'll be right. Yeah, yep, coming, coming, coming. <laughs> you just hear a clang of like just. Oh. As you, as you leave the room, Lockie, you hear a tick, 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 tick. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Leosin sort of heads up the stairs. And... <laughs> oh dear, that doesn't sound very good at all. Um, Leosin disappears up the stairs um, and then returns back down again. Oh, I'll chuck you with the other Slyra, I think. Um, and returns back down. Um, behind him is a large six-foot-two woman with long black hair and bright red skin um and slightly small tusks Wait, uh, Leosin, uh, six foot two. Oh. yeah um Leosin leads her down towards the group and goes everyone this is uh grisha um grisha is uh here for the uh, the job of crew member um grisha uh, I, this is the this is the tempest guild uh plus uh, some people who are contracted for the Tempest Guild? I'm not quite sure I understand how you fit into this, Illyrian, but... Um, associate. Like, associate of the Tempest Guild, yes. Um, and they have some questions for you. I'm uh, I'm going to head back upstairs, talk to the other candidates, but please um, make yourself comfortable and they can uh, they can talk with you. Uh, Leosin heads upstairs and disappears from view. Uh, the Red School Woman comes and takes a seat right at the table. Like, no pauses at all, just moves and sits down and goes, Right, hello. I am Grisha. Are you a neat crow? None stronger than Grisha. Starts flexing <laughs> her muscles a little bit underneath the uh, quite skimpy outfit. Nope. <laughs> sort of gives uh, gives you an eye. Illyrian gives you a bit of a wink and a, and a bit of a, an eyebrow raise as she wait. looks at you. you can, yeah, at <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about her options here. Um, Loki is a warforged, and therefore he's going to need some special attachments. Um, which she can't see on him right now. Uh, Illyrian, you're, you, you've described yourself as quite a handsome man just at the back. Um, she she hasn't quite noticed Lyra yet. Um, she's sort of, as she walks in, like you're standing right there, so you're the one she knows. She sits down, she sees Lyra and goes, oh, hello, beautiful. Oh, God. 
Oh, hello. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Miraclis um. approach at this point. <clears throat> so, Grisha, I have a several questions. These will take eight minutes each. You may answer in 500 words or less, uh, and I will be recording this down. Is that okay? I I did not I did not listen to the last thing you said, uh, but sure, probably fine. <laughs> um, what makes you qualified for this job? I'm very strong, and I have worked on airship before. Oh, oh. it crashed though. It did crash though. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, to so d- to DM though. Oh yes, um, hello. How many um, so how many crew? Like, how many roles are we looking at? Uh you're looking to fill two roles. Um. Leosin has found three people who he thinks might be suitable. Okay, and these are just crew hands? Exactly right. Um, possibly right. take another role of cook if none of you guys okay. want to take it on. Um, role of navigator if none of you guys want to take it on. Mm. Um, just general roles that are required for the ship to function. Um, Lockie's taken on okay. engineer. You did need an engineer, but Lockie's taken that role on. Bam, straight away. That was easy as. Um, <laughs> cook cook would be a good one. Doctor could be useful. Navigator definitely needs to be done. Some of, someone will need to be a navigator. If uh, if you guys don't hire someone, um, one of you guys will need to do it. it need, that needs to be filled. Right. Not be and me. Cook kind of does too a little bit. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm actually proficient with Cook's utensils. Actually. Boom. But there's, there's your Cook. Done. Yeah. It makes sense. Mira does yeah. um, gastronomic cooking. You know, like oh. Heston Blumenthal. Oh, yeah. You're like Heston Blumenthal. Very nice. Does everyone, does anyone have, wait, for the navigator thing, do you need like calligraphers tools or something? Um, if you've got proficiency in navigator's tools um, or calligraphers tools uh, or um, if you are a ranger, you're automatically proficient. Okay, I, can't, <laughs> I don't have any of those. Yeah. I have calligraphers, but it's from my guild role. So mm. I don't feel like it's transferable if we need yeah, tools that's transferable. I can make any oh, yeah. tools it's it's the proficiency we're looking for yeah 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 so probably probably a navigator is one that you do need to fill yeah. um and then just a deckhand can come in handy too if you if you guys need um cargo carried if you need um because the other thing to keep in mind is that when you guys get off the ship the crew at the moment is just Leosin, and he cannot fly this airship by himself. No. <laughs> so, so, so if, if you guys need to be picked up or something, like you're fucked. That's it. So, could we have like two or three specialized members, and then just fill exactly out the rest of the crew with like five to ten, like just like schmucks? Well, I mean, you can definitely hire more people. Um, if you, if you, the minimum you need to fly is three people. So Leosin plus two more. So if you just fill two more roles, um, they that that'll be fine. And if one of them's the navigator and one of them is um just an untrained and learns from Lockie, probably engineer backup engineer would be really helpful then you're sorted okay because well, it's but you want to so the yeah. cook can be done by mirror mirror yeah mirror can come it can be done Absolutely. by Lockie. we'd have to hire exactly. a navigator definitely well, what, a navigator what, what, would a decent survival skill help with navigator uh survival skills not bad it's more the intelligence okay. uh sorry no for, for, for sorry for navigator it's um I'd say survival, yeah. Decent survival skill covers for navigated, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say probably wisdom is an, is another one that's really useful for. Oh, okay. For... Lyra might be able to do that then. She's got really low go. intelligence, but really high wisdom. Yeah, I'd say wisdom can help with navigation. Probably, I think you were wanting to be the medic though. From what I yeah, remember. oh, and she could do both, couldn't she? Oh, tough, tough job doing both. What we ah, could okay. say is we could fill navigator, and we have the cook medic and engineer done 
So then we can just hire a navigator and one extra. Does that sound? Does that fill yeah. all everything? Well, and actually, I've had a, to I've had a good idea too. I've had a good idea too. What I'm going to do is we're going to do a group interview. So Leosin will actually bring down the three applicants together, and you guys can exactly, and you guys can ask questions of them as you want, and I'll put their names up on the thing as well. Um, so there is Grisha, who is a um, uh, a hobgoblin uh, female woman who looks to be very strong. Uh, there is Arvel, who is a Leosin, um, who is dressed Ooh. in a sort of very fine black suit um, and wears a monocle. And then there is Corvin, who is a Kenku, um, who has um, a series of scrolls and a sextant um, <laughs> on his person. <laughs> no, I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at the sextant, because that's what we need. That is what we need. Um, I, I random rolled these NPCs and um, he was proficient in, uh, in navigators tools. So I was like, boom, there you go. Oh, <laughs> okay, you guys got lucky. Yeah, I random rolled these NPCs last time, just in case we got to them. Uh, Leo yeah, presents these presents these uh, characters. Yes, uh, here are the here are the three applicants. Uh, this well. is. I think you said your name was Corvin. My name is Corvin, says the Raven. Uh, says the Kenku. <laughs> And uh, this is Arvel. Yes, it is a pleasure to be aboard this fine vessel. Greetings. And then uh, Grisha. Hello, you know my name. You speak to me just before, yeah? <laughs> well, we know what Grisha brings to the table, but Arvel and Corvin, what do you, what do you both bring? Uh, Corvin steps forward. Very skilled in navigation and finding lost souls. You say lost souls. Hey, it's just a turn of freeze. Nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> nice. Definitely going to insight check that though quick. Yeah, go on. No, that's not very high. Ten. So straight up, straight up, you know that Kenku. Um, so Kenku's a. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, so um, hobgoblins are tall, red skinned. Um, humanoids who have small tusks look, look a little bit orcish in a way um leosin are like lion people bipedal lion folk um this one arvel has his mane is actually being cut a little bit short and braided behind his head to make uh, almost like dreadlocks in a way kenku are small raven like people humanoid ravens they don't have wings like um arakokra um he's a little bit taller than a halfling a little bit shorter than a human uh, yeah, looks like a, a bipedal raven. And Kenku, there's a there's a long lost um, there's there's a bit of a myth around Kenku. So Kenku can only mimic what they've heard before. They can mimic any noise, any sound, any speech, but they have to have heard it before. They cannot produce noises of their own. They have no voices. There is a a myth or a legend or possibly a, an origin story of why this is amongst the mythology of of um, Nostea that. Because the Kenku were acting as spies for the betrayer gods during um, during the ruin, and then they actually betrayed the betrayer gods and started working for the the um, the side of the the prime deities. One of the betrayer gods actually cursed them and took away their voices as punishment for um, turning on their masters. Whether that's true or not, no one knows. But Kenku are treated with because of their role and their integral. Um, the integral information they provided it actually kind of turns the tide of battle a bit so kenku are treated with a, a pretty decent amount of respect um in nostea they they risked a lot 
during the ruin um, to bring information to the to the other side, and they they were actually quite integral. The information they provide is quite integral in defeat the defeat of the betrayer gods. So Kenku are treated with a little bit of respect. They are they're not like in like in classic D and D. They're not actually reviled and hated and treated as thieves. They are actually treated with a bit of respect on Nostea. Um, they're seen as they, they they took a hit for the team. Essentially, they they provided a great sacrifice, which allowed the prime deities to win it and good or the side of good in quotation marks to prevail cool just to turn the whole kenku mythology on its head for fun yeah. mm, cool i like that so I, like I, I did it with warforge making warforge functionally immortal so i figure why not do it with kenku too <laughs> yeah i like that so when you say you find lost souls do you as in search out souls that are displaced from their meat suits or do you actually find like wayward people oh how would he respond to that um wayward people meat suits intact oh. <laughs> seems when I'm lucky <laughs> of course they're very fragile things the wilds can be a dangerous place. It's nice to have a friend, though. Someone to look out for you. I love him so much. <laughs> I haven't played a Kenku in a while. It's quite fun. I forgot yeah. how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> I better open up a quick page on my OneNote so that I can keep track of what you guys say so he can learn some new phrases. <laughs> uh, well, you put all the meat suits is good. I'm remembering meat suits. <laughs> yeah. Meat suits. Meat suits. He sort of tastes yeah. the word a bit, as as he can see him like tasting the word and like quite enjoying this new word that he's got in his lexicon. Meat suits. Meat suits. <laughs> sort of nods and chirps a little bit, so <laughs> a bit happily. Um, and you, my uh, dignified fellow, uh, look at the Leonin. Arvul. Pride's Bane at your service. I was an emissary for the states towards the south, but um, that time has passed and I now do odd jobs and work where I can. Travel is my real passion, but I am somewhat handy with um, picking up new skills, shall we say. I, um, I did do a little bit of work for a artificer not too long ago. Mm. So he's done. Well, he's like done artificer work before. Is that what you said? Earlier? I worked for an artificer for oh. a little bit of time. I, uh, mm. I did a little bit of help and assisted work, but um, the man in question decided that he didn't want to pay me. He liked the idea of having unpaid interns. I mm. am well beyond the stage of being an unpaid intern. I know the value of my work. What areas did he get you to work in? Glyphing? Predominantly. Crafting? Oh, apologies. What was that? Sorry. I was asking glyphing, crafting, like spell work. What, what, what were we doing? Spell work, predominantly, and uh, the utilization of magic in certain forms, trapping it in crystals, applying it to uh, wires, the conduction of spells and magic. Oh, I see. <laughs> My particular skill was in having spells go from one place to another down a line transference of magical energy or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. technomancy yes. arcanic transference yes yes exactly 
somewhat current work, you might say. <laughs> and he cracks a little smile. You see this long canine tooth. Oh, well, canine tooth? Feline tooth, I guess. Feline, um, feline, feline, feline tooth. tooth, yeah. <laughs> Quite proud of his joke. Corvin goes, canine work. No, sorry, canine work, so current work. <laughs> Very good. Very good. It's, a, it's only um, him and um, Lockie laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one else gets it. <laughs> what was Lockie's laugh? Is that, is that your laugh, Lockie? Can I hear that again? Corvin goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> One, two, ah, 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 ah. This is going to be very interesting. Yes. What What were the circumstances of you leaving your first job, Abel? I can't abide lying. Hmm. Not a great fit for an emissary. Yes. And my brother was yes. far more suited to the role than I. Ah, see. I stepped down. Mm-hmm. See. You might not know this of Leosan culture, but your position in the family, the order in which you were born, helps determine your role in society. Firstborn sons are to be warriors, secondborn sons to be emissaries or diplomats or politicians, thirdborn sons to be travelers or craftsmen or. Um, some such work. My younger brother was far more suited for the politics, and I far more suited for the craft. So we uh, did something that's not quite smiled upon in my culture. We changed our roles, despite our family's protestations. Hmm. Very brave. Thank you. And, wait, I, I remember someone said something about crashing an airship. Oh yes, that was me. I will last year's ship I work on. It did crash. It's that true. is not a great recommendation. Well, I survive. Maybe I survive this crash too. I had a previous ship crash. <laughs> Something wrong with the engine. Was it sabotage? I don't know. Are you asking me if I sabotaged it? No. I don't know a lot about airships. I'm just really nervous about them. She gives you a broad smile. I didn't do it. Insight check. <laughs> make an insight check. Go on then. Go on. Make an insight check. Nah, she didn't do it. She's, uh, she's, she's. You get the feeling she's teasing you. And what did you predominantly get up to? All your duties on the airship. Uh, heavy lifting and transport of cargo. For the most part, uh, I also helped wrangle the sails as well. Uh, your ship had no sails, though, I notice. How how are your proportion? Uh, I think everyone just looks at Lockie, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leosin Leo turns and looks at Lockie. Well, at this point, it's a, uh, it seems to be a uh, Z-52 engine with a slight modification attached to four giant propellers on the side of this ship, held up by... What's it held up by? <laughs> 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 it's a there's a ring of um, electrum wires oh, all around that's... the under underside of the ship that, um, when pumped full of magical energy, basically uh, mm-hmm. allow for lift. And then the engines just classic, as you said, they're fifty-two engines just for propulsion. Yep, they're, they're uh, uh, arcane 
uh, arcane ring on the bottom for yeah, for left yeah. arcane ring, electrum ring. It's it's you can use either of those terms. Very 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 commonly used for um, for lift in in airships. Basically, what it does is it essentially nullifies uh, weight, so it, it removes the connection of anything attached to it um, from gravity. It essentially just nullifies gravity of anything that's connected to it. Oh, there you go. Big propeller. Do I have to lift then? (laughs) You want me to turn propeller? Big big, uh, handle I just turned for movement? No, there's not so much of that required. Hmm. Um, I'll sort of pipe up again in the back. And what are your combat prowess? All three of you. Oh, very handy with the sword or axe and she taps the back of her uh, her shoulder you can see there is a great axe strapped to her back very handy with axe uh, have to deal with sky pirates every so often and occasionally sky eels and they taste good when roasted sky eels sky eels um, Arvel sort of shakes of his <laughs> what was that sorry have you ever heard of sky eels Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky eels are—they um, live amongst the clouds. Um, they uh, deliver an electric shock. They—they um, they channel lightning energy through their bodies. They deliver an electric shock. Um, they're roughly sort of six to eight meters long, um, okay. and they—they they live in small groups of between three to eight. Um, very common. They live in storm clouds, um, and they—they they go for, yeah, they'll, they'll go for. Um, Star whales, they'll go for um, ships, they'll go for rock dragons. They're, they're pretty um, pretty undiscerning in what they'll they'll have a bite at. Yeah. I'm sure you guys won't meet them, though. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so comforting. Right. Um, Arvel shakes his head. I'm uh, I'm not particularly gifted uh, in in fighting. It's not uh, not my strong suit. Um, not an area. I'm not the firstborn son. Not uh, not my role. Not something I was trained for. Not something I particularly relish. Um, Corvin sort of like bristles and goes, "I am a glorious warrior." <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, we'll just leave that one, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> um, chuckles a bit and then um, opens up opens up a vest to reveal two small silver daggers inside um, pulls one out does a little bit of a flip flicks it up and catches it and then tucks it away again handy enough this little bird <laughs> well do you have any other questions Mira um, we have some strong candidates candidates here it seems we do um, are any of you insured what is insured <laughs> Arvel, Arvel nods and goes, uh, yes, uh, as per standard form 36B1, of course. Um, Corvin laughs and goes, <laughs> Cor- Corvin, Corvin sort of like chuckles a bit, like, <laughs> does Lockie's laugh, ha, ha, ha. This bird has nothing to fear. Danger's my middle name, baby. <laughs> Mirror scribbles furiously. I think that will be all. <laughs> Corvin Danger Kenku. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danger well, bird! Yeah, sorry, do you Kenku. have anything that you wanted to ask, Lyra? Uh, not really. Um, look, I don't really know the first thing about Skyships to begin with. Uh, 
I feel a bit bad being part of the people to pick what's best for the ship when I know nothing about it. You have a certain wisdom that we lack. <laughs> uh, that's putting it lightly. I don't think these guys have wisdom scores in double digits. I think it's just you, Lyra. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty happy with all of them. Like, she's like, just trusting. She's like, yeah, he seems like nice people. Um, well, tell you what, tell you what, do you want to. Do you want to roll me something, Lyra, to see what your read on each of these people is? Do you want to roll me an insight check? And we'll do an insight right. check on the three of them. Just to see what you... Because you've, I mean, you've had an opportunity to sit back and observe while the others have been talking and thinking. You've just been watching. Um, so I'd say that you can have an insight or, or an investigation or a perception check. Your choice. And um, we'll give you some information about all three of them that you've had a chance. You have advantage for this because you had basically oh, the entire God. time... Oh, yeah, sorry, no. Um, you had the entire time these guys were talking to roll the, uh, to, to pay attention and look at these people and, and sort of figure out a little bit about them. We'll see what you learn about each of them. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if the first one is insight, but that was before you said perception. Can I did you want to switch to perception? Yes, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because you had rolled it before I said... Yeah. Second one is perception. <gasps> yeah, that's much better. 25. 25. That's a bit better. 25. Um, yeah, Grisha is a, a tall, strong woman. Um, you get the feeling that she has been on a... She's been part of a crew before. She, she's playing around a little bit, but you do get the sense that she knows the hierarchy. She, she's going to be good at following orders. Um, sort of watching the way she interacts and the way she talks. Yeah, you, th you think there's a bit of a flirtatious, cheeky side to her, but for the most part... You think she'd do, she'd do what she was told. She definitely looks like she'd be handy in a fight if you guys got into any trouble. Um, you suspect that she, yeah, she she looks quite strong. She looks like she'd be quite good um, in, in any sort of combat or, or heavy lifting or things like that. Um, Arvel looks very soft-spoken. He, he, he is very soft-spoken when, when he's been talking. Very, very much in, in contrast to his tall lion-like frame. He's very, he's very quiet, very thoughtful. Um... You get the sense that he has been sort of looking around a little bit, paying attention to the ship itself. He seems to have been paying attention to you guys, just as you're sort of getting an eye on him while Grish is answering some questions. You notice Arvel sort of looking you up and down and making some assessments of you guys as a crew as well. And you get the feeling that he's sort of learning a little bit, trying to sort of understand you guys and learning a bit about you as well. Um, Corvin's a little bit harder to read, but you do get the sense that Corvin is... Again, very much limited by what he or she has heard. I, I would say at this point that you actually don't know wh whether Corvin is male or female. It, it's very hard to tell with Kenku. Although you do get a 25. There is a slight hint of a bust. You do get the sense Corvin is female. Um, but yeah, very limited by what she has heard and what she can repeat. Um, but very inquisitive. Uh, seems to have a bit of a sense of humour. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you sort of look closely, you can see those ro those rolled scrolls in um, in Corvin's side patch are they look to be navigational charts and maps um, of the uh, of the wild surrounding Palin. And you can actually see that one of the ones that's slightly open uh, looks to be uh, an area marked um, Zeranthinum Fields, which is down towards the south. Um, you get the sense mm -hmm. that yeah, Cor Corvin does look like. Um, she has a little bit of experience with with maps. She looks as you look at her, you get the sense that she could be some sort of ranger, or um, or woodsman, or, or wildsman. People who go out and try and help people in need, spend a lot of time in nature. You, I, I would say you get the sense that Corvin is a little bit um, 
yeah, like the, the clothing is very much to blend in with the natural wilds, something that speaks to you. Yeah, I, I, I'd say you got to sort of get, get a bit of a sense of the wilds about Corbin. Uh, not really spending much time in civilization, spending time out in the wilds. And maybe the, the, the jokes and the things, maybe even a little bit of um, nervousness around people. All right. Whereas cool. Arvel is a very confident speaker. He, he, even though he's quiet and soft-spoken, very confident and very deliberate in everything he says. Alright, I think Larry just leans back in her chair and just sort of like casually eyes them all off, like not in like an aggressive way, just sort of in like a, alright, I'm looking at you all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, if there's no further questions, I'll uh, I'll take the candidates back upstairs. Obviously, you want to make a decision and have a bit of a chat amongst yourselves. Um, Grisha, uh, Arvel, Corvin, if you could come with me, I'll bring you back upstairs and the uh, the, the party will make their decision. Perfect. Uh, he takes them, takes them upstairs. As soon as they're gone, Lyra just says, um, Grisha and Corvin, they're my favourites. <laughs> what well, do you guys think? Arvel seemed very qualified. He did, but did he almost seem too qualified? Like, I'm just thinking, the best way for the dragon cult to kind of get one up on us would be getting a member of crew one of, as, like, one of them as, like, one of our member of crew. Grisha seems like a bit of a strong person that was more interested in the work than the double-crossing of us. And Corvin seemed like a bit of a nature explorer, which, um, I don't know, I, I, I didn't get dragon culty vibes, but... You got well, dragon culty vibes from Arvel? I got... I got smart vibes. Really smart vibes. Um, <laughs> we don't want smart people on this ship. What do we need? We don't if we don't take the best, we take the rest. <laughs> Tempest Adventuring Guild. <laughs> if you've got an IQ in double digits, get the fuck off our boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's... Dungeon Master's not interfering. Dungeon Master's not interfering. Keep my mouth shut, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's disappointing. Did you really read that, Lara? That's. That's. Oh. Uh, that's. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't read Dragon Culty, but. Smart means to me. Higher chance of. I don't know. Being double crossed? Or, like, wouldn't you have to be really smart in order to be a spy? Mira looks crestfallen. Oh no, it looks crestfallen. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is? Mira, Mira's in the middle of the um, of the knowledge to confidence ratio, where like she she's smart enough to know what she doesn't know, and so the confidence is like zero. Whereas like when you're really stupid, and you don't know. Your confidence is like at a hundred percent because you just don't know. You just assume you know everything. Yeah, yeah. Good old um. What's that phenomenon? Um, I can't remember what it's called. Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, true, though. Not at that stage anymore. Um, oh well, I just—you're right. I just want trustworthy people on this ship. We don't want another repeat of Emmerich. <laughs> so. oh, uh, well, well known for his smarts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do any of you guys have any sort of truth 
powers or potions or spells or anything? That's um, not for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lyra, are you sure you're allowed on the ship? <laughs> <laughs> She's, she says in a very wise way with no hint of intelligence at all. Okay. That is, that is, that's, uh, do you know what? That is a wise thing. If anyone's got the ability to tell tell truth or uh, I think it's a zone of truth, now would be the time to cast it. Yeah. The wisdom we're actually lacking in our party, right? Intelligence, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely liked the Kenku. He seemed very qualified. Yeah, we need a navigator. Mm-hmm. And he can also fight as well. Yes. Or at the very least, not die. We might ask him a bit more about the souls thing, but that's okay. Hmm. Well, well, I think overall... I like how you're suspicious of the Leo, of the Leonin. <laughs> The dude who collects souls now is fine. <laughs> He's probably fine. <laughs> mm, he seemed too smart. <laughs> oh, he collects souls. Welcome aboard, Captain. <laughs> Dungeon Master's not interfering. <laughs> well, I think overall, though, the barb. Well, I think it's a barbarian. I'm not really sure. But that could be very handy in a pinch. Not to mention help with the uh, general sort of moving around cargo on the ship. The uh, Corvin as well. Navigator. Rogue, maybe? I'm not sure. But but they can both sort of look after themselves in a fight. And they sort of fill pivotal roles on the ship. Arvel, the artificer. Well, we already have an extinguished artificer right in front of us. As I uh, sort of acknowledge Lockie. Um... I feel like Marvel position might already be filled. Mm, the position's been filled, yes. Mm. That's well, what... we already have an artificer. We don't necessarily need another one. Mm. Yes, and his, his type of artificing was uh, more to do with the, the moving of spells from the arcanic weave to the material world so it's not really an engineer I would say Lockie you would also know that um, if you wanted to mount like spell cannons to the front of this ship and activate those that's not an area that you're particularly um, proficient in yours is more the engineering mm. side of things so the, that, that might come in handy for upgrading the ship to have like spell cannons and things like that I will say um, Lockie, Lockie that... would know that I got a background report. Oh, what was that, Lucky? I was just saying. Well, his his area of expertise would allow us to place large cannons on the front of a ship, which could, instead of using ammunition, use a spell. Well, I'm not really sure, but we do have a. Um, I did. I had to have a uh, brief for my mission. Um, you, you guys have a arcane master or something back at your guild and a blacksmith or another artificer I, I think I'm reading that right an enchanter yes yes so we, we might be good in that regard as well I'm not sure that's true yes well if you have an enchanter I can create the implement and then he can put the spell into it so the two of us working together could actually oh lucky you need to meet Professor Griswold <laughs> Yes, definitely. Yes, I, I agree. I just want to give him a chance. You know, he's gone out of his 
old life and started off this new and he's trying new things. But you can right. hire um, you can hire all of them if you want. You'll just have to pay a little bit of extra gold um, when we get to the end of the month with your guild dues. But you're right. He does seem a bit susceptible to being hurt. And I'm not really, not really a big fan of the fact that he can't actually handle himself in a combat. Yes, where we're going, that will be necessary. Although he does come with insurance, so if he, he does dies, have insurance. Oh. <laughs> You're right. Well, actually, when I think about it, if we bring him on, he would he be able to repair the things in the engine room, and we could have Lockie uh, actually yeah. helping us up top. Possible. It's possible. Um, I could give him some training and make sure he's up to scratch. Because um, I think in a fight, we'd prefer you on deck. Oh, why? Thank you, my friend. I would prefer that's to be up here. That's a good point. That's mm. a very good point. I hadn't actually considered that. So, do we go so, with round three then? Possibly a great idea, actually, because he he could help us, like I said, with spell cannons as well as when in the fight, if we are in a fight, he can stay under and mm. handle the yes, mm. and then and and, and he has insurance. Yes. If he turns if out to we... be evil, we can drop him off the ship and then claim his insurance. <laughs> I don't, I don't and really... he's shit at combat, so he can't fight us off. <laughs> I don't necessarily get that he's evil. Do you think he's just susceptible to it because he's smart? I mean, all intelligence is in some form selfish and in some form evil. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was looking at Lyra, though, when I said this. <laughs> oh. You think uh, is it bad to say that in at least in my time when someone was putting together a crew for at least a watership people they didn't want crew that was let's say the kind that would try and outthink everything else rather than follow the orders of the captain when say time might be a critical thing Mm. You know? He does seem very proud. Yeah, like, is he... I but don't he know, also it's... might have the smarts to think on the fly, think think on the spot, and maybe, you know, he could sort of take take the initiative, where someone else like Gresha might not take the initiative. So I, I, I feel like if There's sort of pros and cons here. She'll take the initiative and just charge him. Yes, for that I'm mm. sure, but anything else related to the welfare of the ship... I think she might wait on orders more than just initiative. So there's pros yeah. and cons to it all. Mm. Well, I mean, uh, I'm happy with all three. I mean, mm. if he, if what he says is right and he's not good at combat, like I said, if any if, if he does turn out to not be in our favor, like it wouldn't be hard just to pop him in the brig or whatever. We have a brig, yes, right? Oh. I will point out you do not have a brig. <laughs> Just want to point that out. A <laughs> hey, quick question as well: Is anyone having like mad, like really bad lag on roll twenty? Oh, no, oh, no. It's just moving around my my um my icon. My uh token is like really laggy. No, no, instantaneous for me. 
don't know what's going on. The music's oh. fine. I've refreshed it a couple times and I keep do doing it. But my internet everywhere else is completely fine. It might be my the Mac Discord is... What was that? Uh, Sorry, uh, Claire? Oh, it might be the map because it's quite large, maybe. It is a bit of a... Well, if, you, if your heard... computer doesn't like this map, the next map I'm about to bring you guys onto is just going to set yours on fire. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it is... I don't think it's the computer. Because my computer would still be stronger than some of the laptops, probably. Mm. I think, um... Because I've, I've done large maps before with no issue. This is the first time it's ever happened. I think it might be Chrome. more of a network thing, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Are you, are you Chrome? Firefox? Edge? I'm Chrome. Edge. Okay. Come on, Edge. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edge. Right, now continue huh? anyway. I'll, I'll, <laughs> continue anyway. I'll try and um, I'll try and figure it out. Edge Lord. <laughs> right. The music is not um, laggy though. The music was like fine, like no problems. That is a bit weird. Uh, Leosin, uh, you guys are taking a bit of time. Walks back down the stairs. Right. Um. So, what what are we thinking? What, what, what are we What are you thinking, everyone? I would like to give all of them a chance. Yeah, fine. That's that's fine. We can. Um, we'll just have to. Well, we just have to. Uh, we've got the, the money to pay for two of them, but uh, we can we can work out wages and pay the third, and uh, we'll just, just figure it out at the end of the month. Could we start with like a trial period? We have time to pay as much for a trial period. Uh, I I mean I can try and float that, or you can try and float that. Who who would you like to keep on a trial basis? Oh. I I was thinking just telling them, like, yes, of course, you're on board, but for the first month, you know, we must make sure, you know, you're part of the team, that you're not going to stab us in our sleep, and therefore... Oh, I, I, right. I was just thinking an idea, and I'm not, I'm not... No, 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 you're thinking all three on, like, a trial period, so slightly reduced, and then that means we can use the same money to pay for two of them to pay for three of them. Is that correct? Yes. I mean... No. You, you're welcome to give it a go, or, or at least even slightly reduce a little bit of extra cost. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can go up and try and persuade them of that. Well, what, 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 what do my friends think? I mean, it's, it's... That sounds smart to me. Mira says from in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making tea. I'm a cook. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just getting ready for some sky eels. <laughs> sky some eels. Sky eels. That's a hard one, actually. Sky eels. Yeah. Sky eels. Right. I mean, if you if you think that's a good idea, one of you can can head up and try and convince the others. Uh, I'd suggest someone charismatic would be a good idea. Someone who can actually. No offense, Lucky, but. Sorry, what? Let's um. No, no offense. People love me. <laughs> Let me give this a try. I'll, I'll give it a go. Sure, I'll uh, I'll bring him down. Um, they come come all all come down the stairs. Right. So uh, the crew, the team, the 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 guilds have uh, have a proposition for the three of you. So, um, quick question for for DM. While yes. the, while everyone else is talking, I was figuring out just my roll twenty. It's a lot better. Yes. Um, quickly, what am I actually asking them? Uh, I was like, I was listening all of them, like. All of them to take a slightly reduced pay as a month trial to offset the cost of having all three of them. Okay. Well, we were just wondering if for the first month it'd be like a probationary sort of period. Figure you out. See if you're really, you know, cut for our little crew here. 
Um, so, if it's okay with all of you, a slight pay cut would be for the first month, and then onwards past that, well, we'll, be, we'll definitely um, talk about uh, adding more to that um, monthly cost. Make me a persuasion check. Alright. It is plus seven, so... And I'll roll for Nice! 24. Corvin chatters. Very fair. Very fair. Um, Arvulse goes, I'd rather not be an intern again, but... I understand not an intern, probation. just under a probationary... Yes. I understand. Yes, I'm willing to accept these terms. That is There's fine. also a period of training as well. Indeed. So. Well, if we are continuing learning and development, I would like for any of the skills that I acquire to be taken into consideration for future pay. If I am capable of doing tasks by myself in the future, I, I would like that to be considered for future pay rise. Is that fair? Of course. Yes, potentially. Um, Grisha looks at us. Oh, you're really not going to pay me full amounts. I was hoping I, I could just go to other airship. I, you need me more than I need you. Well, yes, but we uh, sort of the other airships. It depends on sort of how you want to go about things, of course, and the life you want to lead. But um, well, this airship, we have a special sort of mission ahead of us. We are. Uh, potentially thwarting um, world sort of uh, altering um, events so you could be on the very you could be on the you know you could be part of the history books with this one does that come with more pay yeah well down the line depends on what we get into I guess maybe another perception check okay Not bad. 17. It's a bad. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, very well. I will take pay cut for the job. Ay, ay, ay. There will be much glory to be had. And, well, with more treasures that we find. I want cut of treasure. Who knows what I want cut of treasure. 5%. Five, 5%, 5% cut of treasure. Or I walk. She points the stairs. Look at Mira. What do you think about 5%? That depends if there is any treasure to find. And also, he, he, does that mean man we, have to keep it, we have to keep it fair? There are three of you. It would be not fair to give it to one and not the others. Yeah, but not they're not 5%. strong as Grisha. They're, uh, they're not strong as Grisha. Why, why they can yes. take percent They're weak. 2% for them. They do Arvel have other skills. Uh, how about three percent of all of you? I take three. Yeah, I think Done. that's very fair. Ooh, I love a good shiny thing. Lovely. <laughs> Says Corbin. King, my favorite. <laughs> I shake with all. I shake with all. I sort of look at Leos and look at the other three. Are we all happy with this? Do we have anything to add? I think that covers it quite nicely. Gather your things. Your bunks are the next deck below at the end of the ship. Um, head towards the front, towards the prow, and you can choose your beds uh, on the lower ship. Ooh, I love a good bunk. Shall we have a frolic? <laughs> Corvin sort of, like, moves on past 
thank you. Thank you so much. I'm forever in your debt. I would have died out there if not for you. Oh. And then sort of gives a little bit of a chuckle. Mm. Wait. <laughs> okay. Someone said, mm, someone that, said that to him. That's cool. That's uh, a good reference. Kenku's at the best. Corvin. <laughs> Corvin. <laughs> Corvin moves through and heads below deck and uh, chooses the bunk. Um, Arvel sort of walks over towards you, Lockie, and stands and goes, Right, I, um, I can choose a bed later. That's not important. Um, please begin your instruction of me. I would like a tour of the facilities and uh, to understand the engine. Um, it would be very useful to understand how the power systems and uh, propulsion work on the ship. If I am to... Uh, help maintain and assist you in your duties then I, uh, I think it should be should be you who teaches me hmm. well my friend tell me what do you know of uh, double back explosion territory not something I am particularly well trained in well, but um, I can learn I'm, I'm going to show you a map follow me oh no <laughs> yeah um, Arvel will go with you down towards the engine uh, <laughs> I'll drop you two off in the engine uh, Grisha goes, I head up deck and uh, lift gangway. We ready to go? Huh? We go? We go? Um, uh, there are a few more things we... I'll have to do. Yes. yes. Head up to deck. Uh, there are a few more things, but if you want to help carry the rest of our supplies on board, you can join me up on the top deck and you can carry some supplies down. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good drop for Grisha. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, Leos and Grisha head upstairs towards the top deck to begin moving some supplies onto the ship. From the uh, from the docks, as you guys are now standing together, um, in position, just hanging out, um, having gone through the, the process of uh, hiring yourselves, your new uh, lovely uh, interns. Um, Susurus walks down the stairs, passing Leosin, and steps towards you guys. Hey, so it seems you guys have picked up an airship. I did tell you that it was worth going and talking to Leosin, didn't I? Now, my question is, where do you want to go? What do you want to investigate? I've got information on a couple of different leads that I think would be very useful for you to follow up on. Farum the White, the bearer of the White Dragon Mask, or former bearer of the White Dragon Mask, I should say, was spotted not long ago. Yes, I thought that might pique your interest, Mira. Was spotted not long ago. There is a town uh, not too far away, a couple of uh, days' travel by airship, um, Borskai Bridge, uh, towards the north, uh, not on Oshia. You're going to be travelling across the seas for this one, um, on one of the Shattered Isles, just north of the Dwarven Kingdoms. I have whispers that Varum is looking for his mask. Poor, poor Varum seems to have misplaced it. A thief in the night. I oh. wonder who that could have been. Do you have any information concerning someone who had an interest in the white dragon mask? Something you care to share? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we definitely told her about, about that. Surely. Um... I well, have written down here. You might have you might have mentioned it in passing, but I don't think you did talk about the uh, the person who you had a little bit of assistance from at the hunting lodge. Oh. Who, uh, I don't think you did. Nope. We told her. Do you shit. remember? I thought we. Do you... Okay. Okay. I do remember. I'm, I have the notes. And I remember who it is. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll sort of. Oh. Yes. Well, we were sort of 
contracted, well, not really contracted, tasked with uh, a, sort of um, having Varum not have his white mask anymore by someone named Talus the White. It's presumptuous to call herself Talus the White before acquiring the mask, but I suppose she's uh, entitled to the title now. Yes. So, you made an agreement with this person? Did they know who you were? Um, Did she know she was making an agreement with the Tempest Guild? No, okay. Well, that's something at least. No, uh, she was. She contracted a black dragonborn and a red dragonborn and two other of their friends that were wearing robes. Very good. Well. What I know of Talus from my whispers is that she thought that she deserved to be granted the White Mask from Severin. A name we have not been able to place an identity to just yet. We know he is the leader of the cult, but who or what he is and how he came to be in his position of power, we have no idea. He just appeared on the map. Wait, do you know what he actually is, though? No, I don't know if he's human, dragonborn, dragon, no idea. Do you you know? know Is this... Oh, for fuck's sake. Do you actually know that he is the red dragon mask wearer? I know that he is a bearer of a mask. I didn't know it was the red mask. Very interesting. And apparently... Now, I'm not entirely sure, but also I think he's the leader of the cult. No, I knew that. I just said he was the leader of the cult. Have you seen well, him? Do you know... That's my you... only intel. Is he human? Is he? Oh, you... no, that's your only intel. I've heard you say that well, before. Well... When we did actually see him and talk to him through an illusion. Okay. I think he was human. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Did he say anything that might be useful in tracking him down? Did he give anything away? Why did he appear in an illusion? Was that to you, or did you happen to overhear it? Oh, I remember. We triggered it. Okay, so you activated the communication. And what did he say? Oh, well, this was quite a long time ago. From what I remember, it was more just sort of threats. It wasn't really okay. anything tangible. I look at Mar- Mira um, mm. and Lyra as well. I think Mar- Lyra, Lyra was there. Okay. Do you guys remember what was said? Uh, I don't even remember the occasion. That was that was just before just before Lyra joined us. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, um, I remember we found her in that room. That was the yeah. session before Lockie and Lyra joined us. Right. Okay. He was making the usual threats, you know, Tiamat rise, all that sort of stuff. But we filled you in about this already. Yes, of course. Well, that's one lead that you can investigate. The other is far towards the northwest. I think I might have a lead on where the Drakhorn is. Possibly up in Northgard, one of the isles far to the north. That far? Carried that far? That's... Oh yes, throughout the whole land. And any intel on who called it? No. No idea yet who was responsible for the sounding of the horn, just that it was obviously, I think we can safely say at this point, the cult who did it, the Order of the Dragon. Possibly as a call to war, to mobilise dragon and dragonborn who were loyal to Tiamat during the uh, the ruin. And as a warning to us, it's a scary noise. People have not forgotten what that horn means. 
sounded right before the sacking of Korand, one of the major cities, the Lion Cities, just before, um, well, it was probably the moment that the war took a bloody turn, I think, was when the 23 chromatic dragons descended and burned an entire city to the ground. Entire population gone in minutes. Mm. Has a fearsome, fearsome history, that horn used to summon dread, and still dread, into those who hear it, and galvanize those who serve Tiamat to their cause. I'm not sure if we're quite ready to face that then. I think that this white mask could be a weak link in their chain. We know that their politics are shaky at best. He might be able to give us more intelligence. Very good. That's my I thought. Think then, I think it I also sense agree to follow with that. Then. What Mira said, I agree with it. That is the. Uh, I think Varum is the um, one to go for. Very well. Yes. I will. Uh, I'll speak to your navigator then. I saw a um, very proud Leosin on the way down, who said you hired some crew. Where would I find your navigator? Below deck. Do we have a crow's nest? Uh, you know he headed he headed down to pick his uh, pick his bunk. Ah, oh, okay. Or she headed down to pick her bunk, I should say. Right, oh. well, I'll pop down and have a quick chat to your new navigator, plot out the course, and um, please make sure that when you next report in, Jin, you actually tell me useful information, you actually report things. That's what a debrief is, it's where you tell me what you have learned and share it so that I can act on that information, rather than just springing this shit on me when we're in a council, sorry, rather than just springing this shit on me in a council meeting. The council have already agreed to have another session in a number of weeks. Please have some good news for them before we go back. Your last showing was, well, poor. B minus. Mira looks like well, that wasn't in. That wasn't entirely on me. Now, I was only there. I didn't for half say. Of it. I didn't say it was on you, but I was thrown under the bus by all of you. Jin, I thought you were a friend. How could you not share some of this information? Ah, uh, you know what I'm like. Sometimes I get distracted. Well be a real shame if I got a bit distracted sometimes and forgot to warn you about some death assassins who had a bounty on your head and were coming for you. Be a real shame if I forgot to warn you about that, wouldn't it? Oh well. She walks past and begins walking towards the door to head downstairs. That wasn't an idle threat, was it? Was Was that a joke? Not sure. Must have slipped my mind. Walks through the door and keeps uh, moving on through. Do you want to make me an insight check as she walks away? Yes. Go on. No, I'm not that great. You are not sure. As as those words sink in, you're like, huh, there have been times in the past where she hasn't warned me about shit because she's been cross with me. Like that time <laughs> I almost got expelled because I had uh, been a bit shitty to her the day before and then I almost got expelled because she uh, didn't let me know that um, one of the examiners was doing like checks of the, the various Bard's colleges and you had too busy, some sort of sucking. illicit substance yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and then that one time where she forgot to let you know that the guards were after one of, um, one of the disguises that you often took on and so you got arrested by accident and spent two days in, uh, in prison 
because you had to take on the you'd taken on the shape of someone else who the guards were actually looking for. She forgot to tell you about that too because she was cross with you. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. You're not sure. You're like, oh, okay. Hmm. I might, I might follow her <laughs> as she goes down. <laughs> yeah. You get head on through. Try, try and catch her before she gets down below the deck. Uh, she, she's just walking down the stairs as you catch up to her. Um, <laughs> oh, Susurus, my good old friend. You you wouldn't be hiding information from me again like those other times. Oh, Jim, would I hide information from you? You would you, never you have... hide information from me, would you? <laughs> well, that... Remember that time I spent in the jail? Two nights. Yes, you disguised yourself as a criminal. Yes? Eh, uh, yes. What? Sorry, Jim. Well, Very busy. I've got to keep moving. Uh, no time to share critical information I with you, of, unfortunately. Very busy lady. I sort of, uh... <laughs> I sort of, like, as she's, like, walking away, I, like, yeah. use, like, a... Oh, I'm just gonna do... You know what? We're on an airship, and fuck it. I'm gonna do a third level spell oh my god yeah of major image okay and right in front of this i'm gonna have like in a 20 foot space this huge eruption of just like these like golden flowers and all that with like if i've done something to offend you i'm sorry as a plaque <laughs> make me make me a persuasion check with advantage for your major image that was awesome and there's also 26, like other like 19. frizzles and frazzles and like also like add in mm. some like um uh, fireworks and other such things. Like and then it says like display. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, she sort of like pauses as she looks at the image and then turns around and looks at you and goes, "That'll do for the moment. No assassins are after you at this point. But if you keep mucking this shit up and pissing me off, there will be." I sort of say to her, you're one of the very few people who actually know my past, and well, assassins coming after me could actually be a thing. Yes, that's why I used it as a threat. I knew it would get your attention and hopefully teach you a valuable lesson. Don't keep secrets from me. Got it? Understood. I, I She's going to make an insight in check on that. And... I've uh, locked the key and it is deeply in here. How honest are you being? Um, I, I'm i attempting to be honest. Like I, I'm mm -hmm. sure that I'll probably do it, but Jin, at the very back of his mind, sort of knows there's a little part of it that might forget things because he does okay, get distracted. That's different. Yeah, forgetting forgetting's different. This is intentionally keeping six from her. Um, in that case, you don't need to roll a deception check. She will roll an insight check. Whatever she sees in your body language and in your eyes, she seems to accept. She nods... Take care of yourself, Jin, and please, please don't lie to me in future. She walks through the doors and heads down towards the Kinku. I'll drop the mage image. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Good call. Um, fantastic. Well, I will bring you guys across to a new map. Ooh this is a big one. Oh, is this the world map? Yeah, and you have a token for your airship. The world map should load in in a second, but it's massive. <laughs> this is the full. Yeah, you can you can zoom in on this bad boy. Um, so I'll just zoom out to give the. So we'll give it a second to load. But this is the the world map of uh, 
of Nastea. Um, so we will get to have a little bit of a chance to explore this. I'll just let that finish loading in and then we can zoom back in and I will give you control of your um, of your airship. So you actually have a little token that represents your airship and you can go for proper expeditions across the world map. Um, loaded in. Fantastic, yeah. It takes it takes a few seconds, but um, yeah, it's a big old it's a big old map. Um, cool. So currently, currently you guys are on the continent of Oceania, um, in the capital city of Palin. That is why your airship is located just outside of Palin. Um, the locations that uh, that you uh, have been informed of, um, Varon the White has been spotted on the continent of Nuna, um, near the location called Borskia Bridge. Which is just uh, sorry, just here on the map, which I'm pinging for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the horn, uh, the drakhorn, has been heard apparently in the realm of Northgard, um, which is a series of broken, shattered isles up towards the north of Oceania. Um, just to give some extra context, just for just for fun, um, the area down towards the south here, um, the elemental states, is where most of the Ganassi are. Um, this area through here. Um, is uh, where most of the um, Leonin and um, uh, oh, what are they called again? Sat- Satyas come from. Uh, these are the shattered islands all around here, which is a series of border islands where the floating cities move around and between. Uh, over towards the uh, west, you've got Liela, which is the the continent that's sort of only recently been discovered. Um, the Obsidian Isles down towards the south, which is uh, another new discovery as well. And then over towards, back towards the west, we've got Chiari, which is where the Dragonborn and Dragons come from. This is where Mira, you're from, the continent mm-hmm. of Chiari. Um, Balmia is the Dwarven Kingdoms, which is where the Mountain Dwarves have their, their large kingdom. Uh, and then Isha is um, very much sort of shrouded in mystery. There's not many outposts on Isha, and it's not very well explored or understood. Um, it's often known as the Dark Continent or the Dark North. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, fun facts. So yeah, um, you guys are currently down here. Most of your work has been uh, in Oxenfurt, which is over towards here. Posted is where you guys travelled through. Um, Green Nest is just down towards here. Um, oh, sorry, down towards here, just past Woolwodge. Um, and then Palin you've been to as well. Uh, Zeranthon Fields, which is where Wiltix was from, is just down over this way. Just thought it'd be good to have a full world map and give a bit of context to where everyone's been and from. Cool. Yeah, so that is our new high def world map. That's that looks so cool. really nice. Thank you. Um, I might shrink the airship down just a touch more, so that it's a nice, um, nice little small token. So yeah, that is your airship. Um, I will give all of you control over it, so all of you can move it. Please don't um, disappoint me with this level of control. <laughs> <laughs> and up the map. Uh, and the name of the airship is an air of decency, correct? Yep. Yeah. Decency. There we go. I'll make sure it's got its nameplate too. There we go. So, my question to you guys is... Uh, don't disappoint me. My question to you guys is... Where, where would you like to go? <laughs> where would you like to go? Well, I don't think we have anything in Palin left to do. No, not I can think of. And the dragon horn might be a little bit out of our reach just yet, so low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I reckon. I it's think Varum's the one to go for anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No information. And, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Right. Also, um, um, just, just, just from my own information, so recall yeah. correctly. Um, we also gave the 
the vampire. Barris's name was it? Because I remember we dropped the wrong name to the vampire. Oh, you did, yeah. Um, which name did you say to the vampire? I'll have to check my notes. Um, mm. yeah. I hope I recorded that information. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a look. Here we are. Because I thought it was Varys that was that we were trying to either trying to get her to go after, or um, Talus. You said Talus to her. You said Talus. You said Talus. Not Varum. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. So we might actually move on. <laughs> that's fun. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. So we will have you guys begin moving across as you have the last of the supplies boarded on the airship um the route has been mapped out um uh, corvin comes up and begins sort of laying out the plan to leosin who takes the helm uh the gangway is removed from the ship and as you stand at the prow of the boat i'll, I'll actually bring you guys across the airship just as it, as it disembarks so we can get a little bit of a visual from that and you can enjoy the description of the disembarking i'm assuming all of you come up to the top deck once uh, once everything's been put on board yeah right. um, yeah i'll bring you all up to the top deck um i'll just move here we go Alrighty, perfect yes yeah, so as as you come back up to the top deck and begin getting ready to depart um susra stands on the on the border of the uh on the border of the docks watching your airship get ready to depart um with Leosin towards the the top of the prow, uh, the top of the back, top of the back of the boat, top of the va- the what is yeah. the back of the boat called? The aft, the aft. There we go. I got there. Got a nice aft ears. Um, as he's on the back of the as the aft of the boat, um, getting in position to move the ship. Uh, Grisha's sort of standing over to the side, checking on some of the engines, sort of watching with a little bit of trepidation as she sees the engines boot up and begin spinning rapidly. Um, Lockie, having finished all the pre-flight checks and uh, making sure all of the engines running smoothly and you've got enough fuel, um, you were able to come up to the top deck. The engine doesn't need any any maintenance or um, oversight just at this moment, and you can and join the top really deck. He's really curious to watch what watch the uh, watch it all work anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the rotors of the airship begin spinning rapidly. Um, currents of air begin flowing alongside the ship, uh, and the docks themselves begin retracting allowing the ship to pull away from port and rise up into the sky uh, leosin begins turning the ship around as it takes a final look over the capital city of palin you can see below you people moving through the docks people moving through the city until you can't see them anymore either just dots on the ground as the buildings shrink further and further away as you begin rising high into the sky not so much lateral movement more the vertical movement at this point it reaches a point where even the buildings are just small dots until it's just another point on the map as the airship begins moving up through the clouds. The sky is blue and crystal clear as you breach the lower layer of the, uh, the cloud bank high above Palin. And as you look out, you can see the sun is high above. Probably it's about midday at this point, given, uh, given all the adventures and things like that, and having a bit of a rest on the ship and getting prepared. Um, it's about midday by the time you guys take off. Leosin begins turning the ship towards the east, uh, towards uh, starboard, uh, as he moves away from the port. The ground below you quickly moves into a blur of green, uh, dotted with occasional fields and farmland. The air very quickly becomes a little bit chilly, uh, not so much of a bother to Mira, who is half-silver dragon, but the rest of you, uh, and I should say Loki as well, who's made of metal, uh, but the rest of you do notice there's a slight chill in the air as the airship rises high above the, uh, high above the land. And you do very quickly find that the air becomes a little bit on the thinner side, but 
not as thin as it should be given the height you guys are currently flying at. Um, Lockie, you would know that the uh, elemental ring underneath the um, the electron ring uh, also helps collect basically a bubble of air around the ship as well, um, maintaining breathable atmosphere uh, as it is powered by air elemental energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you guys find yourselves moving through the clear blue skies. I would like Lyra to roll me a d10 and Mira to roll me a d10, please, as we do our first airship encounter. So, um, Owen, while they're doing the dice yeah. rolls, I think, um, yeah. I think Jin would just go down. Oh, who get his, uh, well, he's actually got his, um, the bag of holding, and he'll probably look through all these disguises and grab one that is, um, actually quite more fur sort of lined, a bit more cold weathery. Yeah. If that's, you know, if he's got that on hand. Yeah, definitely. Hand. Yeah, I'd say you've got something that's a bit warmer for warmer weather. So we've got a 10 and a 7. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so my question is, what? Are, so we know that Illyrian goes down and then gets comes back up with a, a nice warm coat. Um, Corvin uh, basically begins sort of standing up on the uh, on the after the deck next to Leosin, um, keeping an eye out and sort of using the the landscape below and the position of the sun above, as well as a number of. Um, uh, navigator's tools to try and determine the route that they're taking. And you can see that he has a large open map uh, on his lap um, of of the uh, of the uh, current area that you guys are moving over. And I will move you back to the world map for this a bit as you move along. Um, yeah, so he, he sort of is pouring over these maps, keeping an eye out for where you guys are and where you're currently going. Um, what are the rest of you doing while this is happening? Well, Lucky is moving from engine to engine just to have a look at how they're running and checking that everything's whirling and spinning the right ways also he'll ask his friends because he doesn't actually breathe like, how, how are you finding the air is is, is it fresh because because um, i it, it should it should be perfectly breathable I, I unfortunately i can't tell not as thin as i thought it would be okay it is quite surprising well, that's that's good, then it's doing its job. But um, just wanted—is does it does it feel like it's? What, what? How would you describe it? Is it like city air or is it like mountain air? Because I believe there's some tweaks I could make. We could make it feel a, a, a little bit fresher, if it if it's not. Well, that's a good question, Owen. Would it be more like mountain air? Yeah, exactly, exactly like mountain air. Quite a little bit on the thinner side, but but fresh, crisp. Yeah. Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd just say that then. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, yes, that's what he's doing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, oh, and, and, and looking at the engines, making sure they're all, they're all working fine and fine, and, get, and sort of getting a, a feel for, for how, the, how the ship is functioning and how she feels as she flies. Absolutely. Can you make me a. I was going to say insight check, but an intelligence insight check. So I guess I'd like you to roll me an arcana check. Seventeen, lucky. Yeah, as you as you sort of begin um, spending a bit of time with the engine and the the ship itself, you get the feeling that it has been well maintained despite being um, a slightly older model. It has been refurbished quite nicely. A number of the um, the refurbishments have. Have definitely um, 
It's definitely been done professionally in the ship. Uh, it's very smooth in its ascent and descent. One of the things you've got to watch out for is the electromarine can sometimes degrade and you get a bit of a leakage of that air elemental energy, which means you get a very rapid or uh, stuttering ascent and descent, but very, very smooth. It looks like that's been replaced or well looked after. Um, definitely the front left engine. Uh, the front left turbine is slightly... Um, it hasn't been as well maintained as the other three, so you do notice that there's a hit, there's a slight lean towards the right. The ship does have a little bit of a slight rightwards lean, um, and it does tend to want to sort of curve to the right a little bit as a result of this turbine not functioning fully. But you think if you spend a bit of time uh, when it's not turning, so next time you guys park the ship and, and turn off the turbines, which you can do without dropping, you can, you can have the ship be stationary in the air, that's absolutely fine. Um, you think you could have a bit of a go at repairing that um, when you need. Fantastic. Fantastic. And Mira, what would you be doing? Uh, actually, Mira's trying to keep organised. All of the, um, like, all of the papers, everything's organised and put into folders, but, you know, as she kind of feels the wind and the, the cold, she's decided, oh, I'll just take my work outside, and so she takes it outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's pretty much forgotten about it as she's just standing there in the prow of the ship looking out over the clouds and maybe a bit of rain and ice on her face loves it yep 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 gotcha no, maybe fantastic. just lost a couple of papers but don't tell her <laughs> as they sort of fly behind and disappear off the ship it probably wasn't important probably not um, no i love that that's fantastic and lyra what would you be doing I think Lyra is just running around like crazy, like a hyped up little cat, like like a hyped up little kid on a city cat for the first time, like just yep. running from bow to bow, like looking over the edge, trying to spot animals, like just generally like, holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make me a perception check, please. Perception, eh? Perception, please. Oh. 18 very good lyra um i think that was everyone so let's let's jump back to the the power of the oh, ship the, um the, i'll probably oh, yeah. add sorry yeah because it only yes. takes like a minute to get the uh, to coat. grab a coat it's very true um in my downtime i'm just gonna keep working on training myself in the in the use of the thieves tools that i picked up yep absolutely we don't really have anyone who can actually unpick like locks and all that so i actually no, bought some locks and i'm practicing on them and I'm using the thieves' tools and just using my damn time to train in it, train in it, and uh, potentially become proficient. I think that makes a lot of sense for. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense just in general. I was going to say for your character, but just in general, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. In that yep. case, I will chuck you below deck, Jin. Yep. I'll check you down room. in your room. That's your room there. No, that's your room there. Um, Lockie, I guess you're in the engine room with Arvel, who is accompanying you, um, doing his best to learn from you and spending as much time as possible, sort of learning what you're doing. And could I actually, there's one more check I'm going to get you to do, Lockie. Yep. I actually, no, this should be Arvel who does the check. Basically like a learning check. Like, what does he learn from you? So I'm going to roll for him. 16. Yeah, I, look, despite your slightly lower charisma, um, you are very knowledgeable in what you're talking about. And with the the ability to demonstrate and show physically in the real world what you want him to do and what you want him to learn, it's much easier for him to learn from you. If you'd just been explaining this by yourself, I would have had you roll a persuasion check or a, a, 
like, yeah, a persuasion or performance check maybe, but because you are able to just demonstrate physically in the real world what you want, um, Arvel is able to pick up quite a bit of information from you. And um, you do get the sense that if you were to leave the ship, as long as everything was in perfect working order, Arvel could maintain the engine in a way that would allow it to function. Like, he, he can turn it on and off, and he can also check for signs of problems. Um, that's about that's about it. But if you were to leave the ship, the ship wouldn't be stranded. He could he could power up the engine and allow the ship to fly. Cool. After your instruction, because I guess that would be the most important. After that, what would what other things would you be trying to focus on teaching him? After like turning it on and off, what would be the next most important thing in his <laughs> mind to teach Arvel how to do? Um, ooh, let me see. This is a fun question. Um, so, well. You know what, he's already proficient with, like, magically uh, arcanary stuff. And I noticed on the front of the ship, the engines there are shaped. Are they weapons as well? At the very, very front? Uh, no, that's just the shape of the, um, the turbines themselves. Okay, that's yeah. the intake. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well then... Yeah, um, it's the intake. Uh, then what I would... Yeah, you know, just signs of wear and stuff like that. I would... I would start running him through like just the basic maintenance. Cool, cool, cool. Think that, think, things that um like you know would be routine, routine maintenance. Yeah, so like, stuff like that. this so is the oil. It needs to be kept like this is what needs to be kept oil. This is what needs to be kept lubricated. This yeah, shouldn't yeah. be turning. This needs to be like you need duct tape for this. <laughs> this is where the WD forty goes. This is where the duct tape goes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you're sort exactly. of basically getting to the point where he'll eventually be able to stay down there and you be up on deck with us. And not yeah, really much. worry about him too much. Exactly. Like, I, 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 once, I step in, once I step in through the first stages of maintenance, then I'll get him to the point of combat maintenance. Yeah, cool. Which, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So he, he, he needs to, you know, you know, run before, you know, walk before he can run. So, yeah. Get him, if I can get him to do basic maintenance, and I can set him up to combat. So, if in the middle of a fight we've taken some damage and are like listing or doing or something's going a little bit wrong, I can rely on him to stop the problem getting worse we might we might have to give you guys some form of like communication like sending mm. stones or something i don't know just so mm. he can converse with you while you're on deck and he's I, I, deck. I, did, I did have some thoughts about this and i was perfect at, well, and and there's 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 a few things that i want to do that feel like little um projects for the ship that i want to do and one of them is actually a um uh communication between like the the helm and the engine room yeah nice. would be great so even some form of like just like may it doesn't ha it can be but it doesn't have to be magical so some kind of like talking horn or something along the way is there so oh yeah just make up one of the old um you yeah. know like in the playground the yeah cans and a wire yeah basically yeah kind of but i mean in the midst of in the midst of combat that sounds like it's going to be a reliable communication system in some childcare centers they have these things now which are they're shaped like um uh you know the vehicle or they're shaped a bit like those horns and they can talk oh yeah yeah Man. okay and they go underground and yeah yeah and, and then they go underground yeah, and pop up in other places yeah so yeah okay that's one of my projects. That, 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 that'll be during, like, long... I like long it. You could just... I mean, you, you, the engine room is directly below um, the helm. The only problem is that if you had a, a pole or a, or a copper, copper tubing coming up through here, you could only put it here 
because the floor above is the kitchen <laughs> and the the galley. So I'll I'll bring you across to show you what I mean. If you had you could, it coming up through the floor, pass it through the kitchen. You could pass it through the kitchen. You could pass it through the pole. You'd have like a stripper pole. Yeah, that's exactly. That's it. you'd have to put it through the kitchen. Otherwise, you're gonna have like a stripper pole in the middle of the the galley there. And then it, it, it also has a second effect that if there needs to be some kind of um, announcement through the levels, yeah, at least we know we can Absolutely. get through all three levels at once, being like, "Hey, fucking get on board!" Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's a great idea. I really like it. I, I, I can't wait to see what you guys come up with for that. Uh, perfect. So up on the top deck, we've got Grisha, Lyra, Mira, Corvin, and Leosin. Lyra. As you're sort of looking around, looking for animals to spot on the ground below, you notice there are some birds that are flying past. You see a few um, very sort of like high up um, transatlantic birds. So things like albatross that sort of traverse the, the wing currents are high above. Um, you can see uh, the occasional um, sort of uh, large insect. There's a couple of large insects, so massive butterflies the size of houses that sort of stay in this upper atmosphere level flying about, um, moving through the clouds and staying, staying well away from the airship, which to them would appear to be some sort of predator. Um, uh, and these are, these are sky flies that basically just live off the cloud dew. Uh, they just live off the, the, the moisture from the clouds. Um, when you're sort of looking down out of the corner of your eye, you catch a shadow, large, almost bat-like wings um, on a cloud below you. And as you sort of turn and look, you look down, you can't quite figure out what's coming from. And then as you turn and look up, you see these creatures flying in the air above you in, excuse me, in the process of dropping quite quickly towards the deck of the ship. Um, and I'll describe them to you. Large lion-like body with a long draconic tail and massive bat-like wings and three heads. Oh, fuck. You see a monstrous form drop towards the deck of the ship. Um, what I will have is uh, obviously Lyra, Mira and Grisha will roll me um, their uh, <laughs> roll me their um, oh my goodness um, what's the word I'm initiative? looking for? Initiative, thank you. Oh my god. Um, I was going to say inspiration. Roll me the inspiration checks as two chimera begin descending towards the deck of the ship. If they uh, if they hit the deck of the ship, could I roll like a perception check? Oh, I'm going to have you guys roll me. Um, so Lockie and um, Illyrian, absolutely. Lockie and Jin, please roll me um, your uh, checks as well. So I'll just do perception then to see if I can sense anything. Oh, you have to do perception. I'll have you roll me initiative as well. But then, as okay. they hit the deck of the ship, I promise you will hear this. Okay. So seven. Wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. There's, there's no way you can't hear this. Gotcha. Um, do, what what are their deck scores? I think I see one on eleven. Uh, their deck scores are eleven, so plus zero. Okay, so I'm higher decks than them. So I'll go before Perfect. that one. So our initiatives, we've got Mira on seven, Loki on three. Let me just update that, Loki. Loki on three. Jin on 11, Lyra on 17, Lyra. Very nice. Uh, um, roll for Leosin and uh, Corbin. Uh, how come Corbin's thing didn't come up? There we go. Corbin Does Grisha ask there as well? 
Yeah, her, her thing hasn't come up too. I'll just add it manually. It's frustrating when they don't appear. Grisha is also a eight. Alrighty. So, Lyra, as you turn and look up and see these creatures descending towards you, you were able to call out a quick cry of alarm. Leosin, alerted to your, your cry, looks up as well and sees, goes, Shit! Chimera! He calls out. Um, Corvin next to him sort of like cowers, means rolling up the maps as quickly as he can. Leosin goes, All hands on deck! As loud as he can. Um, on the first floor, Illyrian, you absolutely hear this. Um, right. <laughs> with, with, your, with your passive perception, you hear him scream out, Chimera! As loud as he can. Lockie, I am actually going to need you to roll me a perception check because you are below deck in the engine room and it's a bit yep. loud in the engine room. Very loud in the engine room, yes. I'll roll for Arvel too. Oh, good, okay. And let's see your perception check, Lockie. Six. Lockie, you don't hear anything, but Arvel does. <laughs> Arvel grabs your shoulders and goes... There's um there's Chimera there's Chimera you need to head upstairs I I, I can handle the engine I just you need to get upstairs I I'm not I'm no good in a fight. See if I were to twist this like sorry what? Oh okay. no no there's, Chi- oh, there's Chimera there's Chimera attacking there's Chimera attacking the skyship you need to you need to get upstairs quickly. All right all right okay. take take this all right off we go good luck. I've got this yes good luck to you. Uh perfect. Legosin on his turn um begins pushing the power to the engines. Um, Lockie, inside the engine room, you hear the acceleration begin as Leosin attempts to try and outrun these things. Um, Realising that probably a battle on the deck of the airship is going to be a real problem, he begins pushing the uh, pushing the engines as hard as he can as he puts it into full speed mode ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel the airship sort of shudder beneath you as the, uh, as the engines start kicking in. Um, he's going to use his full turn to move the airship forwards as fast as he can to basically start the acceleration process. Um, Lyra, you're up next. You see these Chimera dive-bombing the ship a um, hundred feet away tops at this point as they begin basically flying down as fast as they can towards the deck of the ship. Alright, so what Lyra's going to do first of all is just try and roughly gauge where she thinks both Chimeras are going to land on the deck. With her action, she's going to do a third level conjure animals. Okay, and what are you conjuring? Summon a um, giant constrictor snake. Please tell the, tell the giant constrictor snake, hey, you're going to be um, constricting one of those chimeras. I'm going to go get the other one. We're going to wait for them to land, and the second that they get within like, you know, grabbing distance to, like, hold them to the deck of the ship, then um, she's like, okay, like, be ready to do that, essentially. And then with her bonus action, she wild shapes into a giant constrictor snake herself. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to need to get some some tokens for giant constrictor snakes. Lucky, I actually already have some. Uh Nice. Clearly, I'm used to having druids on the deck of my airship. Um, So, Lyra... (laughs) I'm going to give you control of both of them. One of them I will call you, and that will be you as a constrictor snake, controlled by Lyra. And the other one will be... I won't give it a name, and that will just be your giant constrictor snake. Sweet. There you go. Um, I will move your token to the GM layer. You are now in control of your giant constrictor snakes. Um, I'm assuming you summon them just, like, next to you. You just summon the Um, snake next to you. So you're going to use up both your world shapes. Oh, sorry, you can't see your... Oh, sorry, because you don't have vision. Sorry, I can fix that really easily. Eagle, how's that? Hey, I can see everything again. 
surprise. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so you use Conjure Animals, third level spell, and then bonus action, turn yourself into a giant constrictor snake. Amazing. Yep, yep. fantastic. And then just um, with the movement, I just want to be about where they're going to land, I guess. And your snake at the other one to try and, like, command it over to the other. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So uh, perfect, yeah, so or, or as, as you conjure this like spell, that. you begin pulling at the air around you, summoning fae spirits from the uh, the fae wilds in the, in, the, in the plain adjacent to this one. Um, as one of the spirits pulls through, you begin like compressing the magic to turn it into the shape of a snake. Um, the spirit obliges, gladly, as you provide it with the energy to bring it across this plane. And you watch as this air spirit takes on the shape of this snake. Um, white and slightly cloud, uh, cloud-like, you can see sort of like wisps of cloud coming out from its mouth. Um, bright blue and white. Uh, as you as you basically summon it from a, an air spirit, so it takes on a bit of an air an air form, this giant constrictor snake, um, and then you transform into the one that you've seen in your past, which is a much more classic sort of like python like uh, appearance, and you move forward. Yeah, absolutely, um, fantastic. Oh, I just realised you can't see your initiative because I moved you to the GM layer. Instead, what I'll do then, I'll leave you on the token layer, but we'll chuck your token off the side of the ship. There we go. Problem solved. Bye. Uh, so I, actually, I've got somewhere else I can hide you. Here we go. I can hide your boat down here. There we go. That should keep you hidden, but allow you to stay in the initiative order. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, anything else in your turn, Lara? That's action, bonus action, and movement. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, no, she is completely tapped out now. Fantastic. That was a monster return, yeah. that's right. Yeah, a, a lot of stuff. Good prep. Um, the Chimera towards the, the left-hand side. Cool. Um, Owen, remember? I had oh, you're first. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you are first. No, Sorry, Aliri. <laughs> you are next. No, no, thank you. Um, which way? Which staircase leads up? Is it this one? No, the back one? one. Unfortunately, it's the back one. That one down there. Yeah. Shit. I know. I'm so, sorry. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yep. And then dash. Yeah, I got dash. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Um, that's my action. Mm-hmm. Bonus actions. Let me just quickly check. Okay. I'm going to get it set up now. Yep. I took as an additional magical secret uh, spiritual weapon. So I don't have to have because I got tons of concentration stuff, and I just wanted something that wasn't concentration and could eat up my yeah, second absolutely. spell slot. So as I'm sort of <clears throat> sort of running through here, I sort of um, sort of start my hands start sort of moving in emotion, and I start sort of whispering the words. And um, as I sort of am running, this spectral green like sword um, with a slight curve. Uh, sort of appears next to me. It's quite ornate looking. Um, it's like a long sword, but like just a little bit of a curve, and it's ornate, and it is just like a spectral green color. And that will be sort of uh, bobbing ahead along with me as I'm sort of running towards the top of the deck. Okie dokie. Um, I think the best I will I will attempt to draw your spectral sword, but the closest I've got at the moment is this one here. That'll be yeah, that'll be fine for now. There you go, and I'll give you control of that, so that you can move it. Um, controlled by. There you go. You should have control of that sword now. Perfect. 
Beautiful. Uh, any, and that's your full turn. Alrighty, Pretty yeah. Much. The Chimera on the left, screaming down from the air above, flies 60 feet directly down. It's now um, 20, 30 feet above the deck of the ship. And as it looks down upon you, um, it breathes out a gout of flame. The dragon head sort of turning going, oh, as this flame pours across the deck. Um, I'm going to need... Oh, actually, actually, it can't. It's just a little bit out of range. In that case, it'll dash and smash into the deck of the ship, crashing down next to you, Lyra, um, as this monstrous lion form with this goat head and dragon head, dragon wings and dragon tail, smashes into the deck of the ship. Um, that's his action to dash. That's all it can do. Grisha. Um, Grisha, seeing this, goes... Ah! It pulls out her, her great axe. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And she's going to take a swing at it. Oh, she misses. Uh, as Grisha pulls out her axe and swings, it just swipes across the body of the Chimera, but it just misses completely as it ducks underneath the dragon head, sort of menacing this flame and uh, magma pouring out its mouth. This could be a very quick probation period. <laughs> <laughs> Mira, you're up next. Okay, so I need to get out of the way of this situation. Okay, um, I'm going to back up. Uh, is that squishy? 5, 10, 15, 25, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to cast web on this yep. one here. Fantastic. So the range of web, I believe, is... 10 feet? 15 feet for web? The size of the web? Uh, uh, 20 foot cube. 20 foot cube. Let yep. me chuck down a spider web. Uh, so no, so Mira's web is actually a tangle of uh, ice shards and it kind of like spreads from her hands like a snowflake in intricate sort That's of right. snowflake patterns as it kind of attaches itself to the creature and the floor in icy shards. Mm. So it's a 20 foot... There we go. So where would you like it? Sort of not attacking the giant constriction next? So about there? Oh, you can't see that. Sorry. Let me make sure you can see it. Um, I was uh, going to... So you should um, be... That the constrictor snake is not going for. Um, sorry. You should be... You can't see the um, mm-hmm. the tint, can you? Sorry. Now you should be able to see it. How's that? Yes, I can see it. Perfect. Is that a good spot? Is that where you'd like your, your web to be active? Uh... Yes, I think so. It's the, that's the one that the bow constrictor is not going for, isn't it? Uh, so Lyra as bow constrictor is going for this one here. Her summoned yeah. bow constrictor is going for this one here. Yep. Okay. I will still go for this one. Isn't on the deck of the ship though. Just so you know, it's still um, hundred feet up in the air. This uh, is the only one that's on the deck of the ship. Oh, you can web it in midair. You can web it in midair. What's the range? Oh, uh, it's it's not it's not that big. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, that would be cool. Sixty foot range. Because I was thinking, if you, if you web up its wings, <laughs> yeah, that's what crunch. That's what I wanted to do, but no, it's um, I'll go for the other one then. I have to go for the other one on the ground. Yeah, cool. Uh, if you drop the web there, you can yep. miss Lyra and Grisha. Yep, perfect. Actually, or do you want to drop it back there? It's still going to get it, but yes, I don't want to get the the engines. engine. Cool, cool, cool. I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. yeah <laughs> like, no, oh. And that's the engine that's partially... I was looking at it because I've been thinking about the engines. I went, ah! I was like, ah, oh, no. So it's okay. Yeah. 
the front left's the one that's partially damaged. Yeah, it's, it's the one that's already partially damaged. Look, he already knows that it's not running at full capacity. It'd be a shame if someone webbed it. I know. I'm thinking to myself, I can't fireball, I can't wall fire, I can't do this, I can't do that. Actually, it's a terrible <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You use your ice magic. Um, yeah. yeah, so you cast web. I need to make a dexterity saving throw, I believe. On its turn, yeah. On its turn, cool, cool, cool. All right, easy peasy. Uh, that's your action. Anything else on your turn, Mira? Uh, no, I will just back Tith Park up. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Corvin uh, is going to pack up all of his maps. Uh, he's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, and head below deck very, very briefly to drop off all of his maps and supplies. Um, Illyrian, you see, Jin, you see Corvin like, coming down the stairs. Danger! Yep. Danger! We are under attack! <laughs> but I thought Something you were a, truly a glorious monstrous. warrior. Must protect the goods! Protect the goods! He points to his maps. <laughs> uh, she points to her maps, I should say. Yep. Uh, Loki. Alright. Um, yep. Oh my god, there's a lot of running. There's yeah. a lot of I know, I have questions. Is this a window? Yes. Can I fit out of it with my armor on? Yes. Fantastic. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Um, oh, the third question: How tall? Uh, how deep or tall is this? Is the the ship? So each deck is roughly eight feet. The ceiling is eight feet high, eight to nine feet high on each deck. Okay, and I'm I'm the third one down, so it would be eight, sixteen, twenty-four. Sixteen, twenty-four. Yeah. May, and let's say let's say maybe twenty-six for the because there's like a a two-foot railing, railing as well. Let's yeah. let's make it really fair. Okay. But you're climbing out halfway, so actually let's bring it back down to 22 because you're climbing out at the halfway point of that deck. And if the roof is eight feet from the floor, um, it's only four feet from the window. Okay. Cool. If we're going to get really numbers heavy here, and it is yeah, D&D, yeah. so we fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Um, so I will then, as my action, don my arm now. Yep. And then... Then I'll I'll look at um I'll look at my new friend and be like, watch out for that. If we get to under, it's going to go. So just keep it you know steady. And then I'm gonna run out the door. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yep. Climb on the bed. Thirty-five gets me to the window. Yep. Um. So then I have. It's your movement speed thirty-five. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have um my little teleporty thing, which does fifteen, but then that's not going to get me to the top of the thing, is it? Uh, no, not quite. You would have to climb out, climb a little bit, and then use your teleporty thing to get up to the top. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to be able to do it this turn, am I? Probably not this turn, but. I Athletic oh. acrobatics check to get out the window and then teleportation. No, that's I mean that's going to be a bit easier to get up there. Yeah. Sorry, say again. Oh no no! Like if, if, all you need to do is climb up a little bit and then you can teleport. That's I mean that's still much better than having to climb up the side of the airship, right underneath yeah. one of the propellers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, he's 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 he's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna sort of like prime himself against the window and just sort of have a little look and be like, this is so undignified. <laughs> nice. Chimera 2. 
drops with a scream onto the deck of the ship. Um, again, has to use its full movement to get down. So you've had a whole turn of prep. So that's that's pretty good. Like the in considering where you guys were on the ship. Um, this time, instead of landing right where the Constrictor Snake is, it's actually going to move part of its movement to start moving towards the bow of the ship. So it's got 60 feet straight down and then 60 feet straight ahead, which means it's still at 20 feet of movement. So 5, 10, 15, 20. It can get to about here as it begins flying towards the deck of the ship um, and towards Mira and Leosin. Uh, as it lands on the deck, it growls at you, Mira. The dragon head roaring is right in your direction. Um, Leosin seeing them land on the sh deck of the ship goes shit 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 um I, full, full speed ahead should i slow us down what do you think mira uh i don't know i don't know lucky someone to ask that question um just normal just <laughs> don't don't break okay um, he is then going to pull out a crossbow and fire a shot at the Kamiri. He's going to not take his action to speed up the ship. He's going to fire a crossbow. That hits for six Dimaggios. Lyra, or should I say, um, Cobe Lyra. <laughs> right. So, what, uh, pretty much Lyra and Faye Snake Lyra are pretty much going to be doing the same thing. Both of them are yep. going to be constricting their various targets. So, yep. Co uh, Faye Lyra is going to jump over this way and do a constriction on this one, and Lyra Lyra is going to do a constriction on this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it is a it, you are huge. You're a huge beast, so you can um, grapple a creature that is. Uh, oh no, you can just grapple. There's no limit to um, the size of the creature you can grapple. Fantastic. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. So, what if it? What if it's like a rock? I grapple its leg. It's grappled. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it can't grapple something um, two sizes bigger than it. The good news is Chimera are not two sizes bigger than a giant constrictor snake. You're sweet as to carry on. Awesome. Uh, cool. Do you want to make me? Do you want to make me those um, attacks? That's so a, a attack to hit, and then. Um, it's grappled until it's turn. If, uh, okay, so the first probably. attack to hit. 23 is going to hit. Absolutely. Then... Oh my god, I've got numbers coming everywhere out of this sheet. And then the damage should be this one here. Um, I believe nice. a giant constrictor set should be 2d8 plus 4. Yeah. 16. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, that's so that's the, the one. Lyra one, and then yep. I'll do her uh, Faye. And it is grappled. I will chuck down a symbol to indicate it is grappled. We'll use the net symbol, I think. And then... Oh, no! Nine's not that... quite enough. As as the as this uh, constrictor snake, this summoned constrictor snake, goes to grapple it, um, the wings beat down and smack it away, smack its head away, and push it back with this puff of wind, um, preventing it from getting too close to the chimera. Uh, the lion head turns and roars at this snake. Alright, um, um, that, I don't have any bonus action, so I'm all good to go. We're over to Jin. <coughs> okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, and you're on the deck of the ship. No, I'll, 5, 10, there you go. I'll take the sword with me as well. Yep, can appear right next to you, right on top of Mira. Oh, okay. There you go. 
So yeah, I would as, um, as you rush up. <laughs> so I'll definitely peek, sort of out and have a look at the sort of how we're looking. So what what scene sort of is is sort of before me, Owen? So as you look across the deck of the ship, you can see Grisha is swinging her great axe against one of the Chimera at the back of the ship, which is um, semi-tangled in uh, this icy web of uh, um, this sort of network of icicles forming this lattice web. Uh, another snake is attempting to grapple this other Chimera, which is running towards the prow, uh, running towards the after the ship where you guys are, where Leosin is. Leosin is sort of reloading a crossbow. Mira is looking a bit concerned as she pulls back towards the stairs, um, and that's what you see before you. Okay, I'm going to have my spectral sword just go to there for now. Yep. Then I'm going to cast with my action another major image. Mm-hmm. Twenty foot here. Yep. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to basically, as I'm, I come up on deck and look at the scene sort of unfurling before me, I'm like, hmm. Yep. Okay, this could be interesting. So then I look to the side and I conjure into. And so 20 feet cube, uh, it says I can sort of play with. So I'm going to conjure, conjure an ancient dragon illusion. Okay. Fantastic. Oh. Um, I think an ancient black dragon should be fun. 20 foot, you say? Yeah. There you go. So, right um, yeah, I'm going to have it sort of... So, basically, with the major image, I'll put it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no larger than 20-foot cube. cube. Uh, it seems completely real, including sound, smells, and temperature yeah. appropriate to the thing depicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I sort of... I imagine chimeras can't understand us in common. No, they can't. I'll sort of shout, um, that thing on the right, that's friend, friend, d- don't uh, attack it, nothing to fear. And then I sort of will have it, um, so yeah, I'll sort of have it like coming from under the ship yeah. and flying up, and then it just lets out a huge roar. Yeah. Because it can do sound and smell. Yeah. And I'll do a absolutely. huge roar, and a gout of like acid, acidy breath will sort of uh, come out of its mouth, and yeah. it's just staring at the uh, chimeras like ready to pounce on them pretty much and tear them to shreds absolutely um so a huge role there really to catch their sort of uh, attention yeah because this is not um, this is an ancient dragon i did the yeah, uh, size measurements too that fits into the into the 20 yeah. foot that's a terrifying sight uh mira your web um it's a strength save or it's a dex save to avoid the web right dex just check yeah dex to avoid it and then strength is uh he gets trapped. Seven, seven to avoid, so he fails, oh. I'm imagining. That is... What I'll uh, do, quickly own, sorry. Um, yep. I'm also going to do a bonus action, because the bonus action... Wait, I just want to check something. Oh, yeah, okay. As a bonus action, I, I can move up my spiritual weapon. That's fine, I don't have any yep. anything. No. Sorry. Continue. Oh, no, good. So, it fails, so its movement speed is halved, I believe? Or is it restrained? Okay. No, it's restrained. Restrained, Zero. so it cannot move. It's double restrained. Yep. Fantastic, yeah, <laughs> as the grapple. Um, the escape the grapple is at the end of its turn, I believe, as yep. well. Um, oh, no, it just uses its action to escape. Yeah, it uses its action to make a strength save. Strength check, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it has it actually has disadvantage on this deck save because it's already dis it's already been grappled. So I will roll again for the deck save just to see if we get a natural one because that will mean something. Nah, sixteen. So seven is the one we'll take. 
given that it can't escape, it is going to um, start biting down against the snake, tying it up. Uh, Lyra does a... So it makes three attacks. One with its bite, one with its horns, one with its claws. Lyra, does a 21 hit you? Yes. <laughs> the lion head bites down and begins tearing into your flesh, dealing 10 damage. Um, oh. Next up, the claws are actually going to go... The claws are actually going to go for Grisha because she's pissing it off as well. Oh, it's a 19 to hit Grisha. Grisha takes 13 damage as the claws rake across her chest. She cries out in alarm. And the horns are going to go for you as well, Lyra. Oh, no, 16? I'm guessing that hits the constrictor yeah, snake. Yeah, that hits. 12 bludgeoning damage. Yow. Yow, indeed. Um, Grisha, having taken a fair bit of damage, is still going to make another swing. She's going to make a reckless attack. That hits. She deals 11 damage as she swipes at it with the axe, crying out, This thing is a little more powerful than I thought! She calls out to you. Uh, Mira. Time for some sorcery, baby. Yeah, sort of, but I still want to see everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no? What? What do you mean? I really don't. Um, okay, so it's, it's web, a little burn away. Um, hmm. Question. If mm-hmm. I cast Fireball, can I cast it yes. in the air like a firework? Yes, of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. Okay. Of course you can. But they're both on the ground now, right? They are. Yeah, that's annoying. How tall are they, though? Hey, yeah, how tall are they? Are they huge creatures? That's a a good question. They are large creatures, so um, they're between 10 to 20 feet tall. Oh, it pounds to the ground. That pounds to the ground. Uh, Sorry, I'm just reading carefully. you You could cast it in the air. I could, I could. I was actually thinking of. Do you have um? Do you have careful spell as well? No. <laughs> okay, never mind then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I. Yeah. Will. There's really not much I can do. It's really just... actually. You know what? I that thing's on the ground. Um. Oh, don't get that close to it though. Oh no, I'll cast web again, but on this other one here that hasn't been great. Okay. Is web concentration? Is web concentration? Probably is. Uh, oh, sorry. I'll tell you now. It is concentration. Cool. Okay. Then I won't do that. You sure? Because this one's already grappled by Lyra. That's true, actually. I will. Yeah, you're right. I will, I will do that. Actually, I will. Here we go. I am going to use my sorcery points to bonus action firebolt. On yep. the webbing. Yes. Um, it and is then... flammable, even though yours is ice. Yes. Well, no, see, yep. it, it, she does use fire for this. Like, use a yeah. bit of fire, fire and ice. Bam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so make me a firebot. Um, so, according to web, it does. Any, any creature that's in that five. 2d4 fire damage that starts its turn in fire. Yeah. Yep. In that space. So, that just that five foot at the back there all catch on fire. Absolutely. And I will quickly add, I'll add a symbol to remind myself to do fire damage when we get there. And then you cast a new web on this one? Yep. Fantastic. Would you like it? Is that okay there? Uh, so just off towards yeah. the side of the ship? Perfect. Nice. Exactly Fantastic. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, anything else in your turn, Mary? Still got movement? 
Yeah, so I'll just do the damage for the web. Yeah, absolutely. The damage for the web? Yeah, so if it's... The firebolt damage to the, the yeah, firebolt. fire damage. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, roll it now. So I'll do two, 2d4 fire damage. But when it, yeah, starts. When it starts to turn, it Because I have, I have realized a problem. Yes. So when you cast the firebolt here... I'm going to allow it. I know it says it starts its turn in the fire, but then the fire disappears because the web disappears because you cast a new web here, but I'm going to allow it. Roll me the damage. I'm going to allow it. It's only five points of damage. <laughs> I'm, I'm allowing it. I'm allowing it because it's really cool. Um, basically, the fire, like, f it's a flash fire. It burns away this web in an instant, allowing you to cast this other web right here immediately. With one hand, you throw out the fire. With the other, you weave this intricate network of ice crystals, forming that lattice again and trapping the chimera. Um, any movement, Mira? Or are you, are you pretty happy where you are? I'm going to keep moving backwards up the stairs. <laughs> really? Oh, why would you want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm level okay. 9 and I have level 8 and I have only 58 hit points. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Corvin, who is below deck and none of you can see, um, does some things below deck. Uh, Lockie. Alright, I'm going to climb out the window. I would love an athletic, uh, athletics, an athletics athletic? or acrobatics check, and uh, yeah, I'm going to say them as ac ath athletics. I want either one of them. You may pick. Sorry, I should have checked this, but I can do this weird thing where I. Sorry, I really should have checked this before. Unless you have a climbing speed. Um, no, I, I don't. I'm not, I just want to check one thing because it's going to change what happens. Well, change my yeah, yeah. Oh, because I'm pretty sure I can add my intelligence modifier to strength checks. Yes, you can. Yes, but that, does that count for this? Because it's a strength-based skill. Uh, what does it say specifically? Let me have a quick look. A rouge, yeah, which is this? It. It's a right, it's a plus thing. Features and traits. I'm guessing. Um, mm. So, spell casting infused item, artificial infusion. Um, what does this fall under? Is it one of the artificer things or one of the. Yeah, it is. It's an artificer thing. It's an armor yeah, thing. I'm just trying to see it here. Hmm, just having a quick look. Isn't it just that you ignore the strength requirement of any armor? No, 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 something else. Oh. Um, let's just pull open armor and have a quick look. Artificer uh, armor. Uh, I just don't want to have. Um, I spend too much time. Oh, my, it's, not really it's, just it's, my it's just my attacks. It's just Sorry. your attack. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because right. I couldn't see anything else about skill checks, so unfortunately. Right, so I will do. I'll do athletics. Don't roll a one. I'll please definitely, definitely try not to roll a one. <laughs> I should say before natural twenty. Oh. Uh, lucky, nice twenty-one. Um, uh, you, you, in your sort of as as you don your armor, your magical armor that you've created, 
is sort of like an Iron Man mode. You just start climbing the side of the ship. You definitely move yourself onto the outside, finding handholds in the um, the copper and bronze metalwork. Um, you can climb uh, 15 feet up the side of this thing using your movement. Okay. So and then that's more than enough to do your teleport. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I'll, I'll get... Um... I go and play that fight eight feet or so and get just get get close enough yep. that I can uh, teleport I'd land on on top of the um on top of the deck so fantastic get himself Boom. out like pff, all the cogs then will kind of like stack themselves up on the deck yeah yeah and there he is very similar to the yep. iron giant reassembling yourself oh, yeah <laughs> so, that, <Yep. laughs> so that, that that would have been an action or whatever that the Mark Four armor is from Iron Man, where he's like, it just like a, he puts his hand, it like assembles itself on him as it flies over. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys see as Loki just assembles himself on the deck as his parts fly up and begin assembling, and Loki then stands before you. And then I will bonus action do the what's it to get me my extra health. So the um the the cogs will spin up and a little um yep. little. Electromagnetic aura goes around the So, yeah, action, action to do your teleportation. Action to um, and then bonus yep. action for that. Perfect, Amundo. That is your full turn. Um, yeah. Mira. I will quickly roll a dex check um, oh, to yeah. see if it can escape the whip. Mira. 11. I don't think that passes, does it, Claire? Nope. It, it is restrained, which means it's only got one target really unless it decides to be a dick uh, <laughs> let's have a look how dickish is it feeling no it's gonna it's gonna go for it it's gonna do the bite on this snake it's gonna absolutely wreck this snake i think yeah that's what it's gonna do um the chimera turns around um i hope you've got the stats for your snake open uh lyra this is gonna be i think this might be the end of your snake oh give me one second to open it up and get a calculator <laughs> all right uh, I'll tell you right now. Actually, I've got it open as well. Armor class is twelve, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so sixty hit points. The, claw- the claws miss. Um, the first attack is a twenty-one that hits. It does seven piercing. The second attack is an eighteen, and it does fourteen bludgeoning. The third attack misses. So, so your snake is 14. still up. Yeah, not as bad. Only twenty-one. Not that bad at all. I thought that would be a lot worse. Um, as it sort of desperately tries to escape this webbing and get away from this giant dragon image in front of it. Um, right, one last thing. in the yeah. uh, Just for transparency, I do owe you two concentration checks for the previous attacks oh, that yes, you took. Oh, yes, you do. I forgot summon. Spell. Yeah, I forgot it was a concentration. Um, please roll me that, because it might change what it does. It is, Thank however, an advantage, because I am a warcaster. It is. Because you're a warcaster. Legend. Which means you'll probably okay. be okay. The first yeah. one... So the first damage you took was yeah, 10, so you're fine. And the second damage you took was 13. Oh no, sorry, 12. The second damage you took was 12. So you're fine. Yeah, you're absolutely fine. Um, 16 and 21, you pass oh. both concentration checks. Very good. Nice. You may have an inspiration for being honest about your um, concentration check. Ah, yeah. uh, thank you. Uh, that's all the Chimera can do. Uh, Leosin is going to perform a airship ability um oh problem is that if he does it's going to move you out of range of the dragon image 
No, he's going to take a shot with his crossbow. No, just seeing this image of the dragon you've created, knowing that if he accelerates the ship forwards, it's going to leave this dragon image behind, floating in midair. Um, he is going to take a crossbow shot at the Chimera instead, no, knowing that that is the consequence. Ah, shit, that misses. Okay, yeah. Leosin's crossbow bolt <laughs> flies over the deck of the ship and embeds itself in the wood. He goes, ah, oh, it's, it's new. That's mahogany. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> it, no, it's not mahogany. He doesn't say that. He goes, oh, shit. Mahogany. Lyra, we are back up to the top. All right. So both Lyra and Snakey are going to be yep. taking um, constrict attacks against their Your relative Snakey. targets. Your sneak has advantage on the... Yeah, they both uh, should have advantage because they're both restrained, yeah? Yeah, they are restrained. So this is Lyra's first... Oh, no, sorry, no. The first one's... Oh, no, yeah, no, sorry. You're right. Yeah, they're both restrained. Yeah, absolutely. Advantage, yeah. So So, 23 hits. Yep. So the damage damage. for Lyra is... uh, This one? I think it's just the same, isn't it? It's 12 bludgeoning damage. Um, and then your snaky. Oh, did the damage roll through? It did, yep, I've got it. I've got it. So 15 and 23 oh, with the rolls. We take the advantage, which is the 23. 12 bludgeoning damage. Thanks. All right, let's get that snake now. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, 22 is going to hit um, 15 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, these snakes are locked down. As you are basically maintaining this grapple on the Chimera, they are roaring, thrashing about, trying to get free. Um, But unable to do so with your long, sinuous body trapping their wings and preventing them from flying, they are unable to escape. Yeah. She's like, she's got coils going around the necks, around the wings, like, they are just tied up like a turkey. They're not going anywhere. Uh, (laughs) Jin, it is your turn. Um, Okay, I'm going to use my action to move this big boy here yep to here so he's actually on the ship now yep so i use my action to do that and i can make the uh, uh the movement look like almost natural yeah it's gonna sort of absolutely yeah the claws will dig into the uh ship uh to make it look like he's sort of like hanging off it yeah. a little bit um, absolutely and I can actually cause the illusion to make different sounds at different times, even make it yeah. carry on a conversation, for example. So I there can actually go. have it speak. Absolutely, yeah, it can make so sense. Absolutely. It's going to make sense for a dragon to speak in Draconic, so I don't know if it's going to affect them or not, but it's going to sound really um, crazy anyway for them to hear this dragon speak in Draconic. Yeah, um, It's absolutely. basically just going to sort of growl and sort of roar um, in Draconic, mm-hmm. uh, leave this ship now... Um, or suffer the consequences that I shall impose upon you all. Absolutely. Um, Very good. Obviously, Would you like to the... make me an intimidation check? Right. Wow, we're all two. Yeah, That's plus seven. Nine. Dang. Yeah. Yep. Um, this dragon's roaring, but at the moment, tied up with snakes, the Chimera don't seem to react too much to the, the dragon roaring. Perhaps because they are restrained by snakes, but yeah. not much else seems to happen. <laughs> What I'm going to do as well is I'm going to have this yeah. sword go up here and yep. here, Absolutely. and it will just while it's being in, while this is being engulfed by this snake, yeah. I'm just going to do an attack with the. Um, you have advantage weapon. because it is restrained. Perfect. So I think I just roll this. Uh, 14, so 14, hit. 13, 14 hits. Yeah. Okay. So then. Nine force damage. Nine damage. Yeah, absolutely. As you deal nine force damage, striking at the creature. Um, 
Absolutely. Fantastic. Anything else on your turn, Jin? Um, well, that's my bonus action and main action done, so no, I'll just sort of um, just move over here. 5, 10, yeah. 15, 20, 25. And just maybe... Uh, about, yeah, about there. I think I'll just yeah. stay here for now. Nice. Chimera here is going to, seeing the dragon arrive and start setting stuff off. Now they can understand Draconic. Oh, so they actually so, heard that. Yeah, they can understand Draconic. I'm going to quickly roll. All right, it's going to make a, it's a, to escape the grapple, it's a strength check, isn't it? DC 16 strength check. Let's have a roll. Oh, it's a natural 20 for a total of 24. The Chimera bursts free, pushing away from you, Lyra. Um, Seeing this dragon land on the deck of the ship and warn it it's going to kill it, um, it is going to attempt to fly off. Uh, You and Grisha both have attacks of opportunity if you would like to take them. Ooh, absolutely. Um, I can't do another constrict attack as an opportunity, can I? Wouldn't... wouldn't. Uh, No, it's a bite attack. I would advise against it anyway. I think it's going to fly away in potential horror and terror. <laughs> that doesn't hit. That doesn't hit. And Grisha misses as well. Got a natural one for Grisha. She just smacks her axe into the wood of the ship and goes, fuck. Um, that chimera flapping under the air. 5, 10, 15, 20, and then just drops. Um, 30 feet down below the ship heading towards relative safety as it disappears from view um, alrighty that is that one out Grisha is going to try and pull her axe free which she does seeing this giant dragon and hearing you she's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20 away from the action and um, try and quickly get, tear some cloth and bandage up her slash marks across her chest Mira it is your turn Alrighty, I am just going to double barrel firebolt, one free. Yeah. So that'll be a Kirk against both. Mm-hmm. One, two. Uh, okay. 11 misses, but the 16 hits. Oh, sorry, no, you've got advantage. Uh, or is it just merely attacks? Let me double check if it's restrained. Attack rolls against the tree against the creature have advantage. So you actually have advantage on this. So the first one is a sixteen that hits. Do you want to roll for the second firebolt? Twenty-one um, and twenty-two. So both firebolts are going to hit. Roll me some damage. So two D ten for the first one. Mm-hmm. Not oh, very nice. Oh, plus five because this is fire. And it is the elemental uh, affinity. I'm wrong. 2, d 10. Oh, that's better. 17 for the second one. Which... Very nice. Let me just double check that. As way. these two fireballs smash into it and set the webbing on fire, would you like to roll me 2d4 as well? Oh, yes. Yes. So it's just the plus five on the first attack. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good. I didn't do it on the second. Yeah, good. 2d4 for the seven for the one. Seven that... damage. Very nice. As it starts burning, the web burns and begins uh, burning this creature. Anything else in your turn, Mira? Uh, I'm far enough away. Nice. Can I just check we're not um, any storms or any other obstacles? We're yes. just kind of floating there, aren't we? Make, make me a perception check. The ship is moving forward, but very slowly. Yeah, good, good. That's fine. Uh, that's a 15. 15, yeah. You're not heading for any fog banks or any storm clouds. You seem safe for the moment. Um, Corvin runs up and throws a dagger at the Chimera. 
yeah. which hits but, and deals a little bit of damage. I've been sitting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a glorious warrior. <laughs> uh, Lockie, you're up next. Right. I'm just going to uh, power up my gloves. Mm-hmm. Charging. There is. Saying, I am loving these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice, yeah. And I'll take my two attacks on the camera. Twenty-four is gonna hit. Eleven's oh. uh, not so the twenty. Oh, it's got advantage. Sorry, so it's still it is still grapple. So the twenty-four hits for the first attack. <laughs> it's all right. I remembered. And seventeen hits for the second. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'll take those two damages that you roll because that makes life really easy. So five and a six for eleven thunder damage total. Very nice. This creature yeah. is looking very hurt as you begin punching into it smacking down this damage um that's your action bonus action lucky um bonus action i don't have terribly much so i'm just, I'm just gonna stare him down yep. and be like you want to take a bite of this don't you come on come on i'm nice. very tasty Alrighty, the chimera is going to i'll make a roll see if it's intimidated by the dragon and its mate disappearing Yes, it would very much like to flee, but there is a lot of stuff in front of it. And it is currently wrapped up by a snake as well, isn't it? No, the snake, it's not wrapped up by the snake, it's just the web. So at the beginning of its turn, I'll make a deck save. Oh no, so it's a strength save to get out of it. It Oh, strength save. Yeah. It should also be uh, wrapped up by the snake, because both attacks hit last time. Oh, I did too. (laughs) Alright, so I've rolled strength check to escape. I've got 21 to escape the grapple. Um, and then this is the first time it's been in the web because it's the first time it's had its turn in the web. So that's when it makes a deck save, correct, Mira? Yep. Uh, All right, so... S- yeah. Oh, is yeah. it strength so or 17. Dex for the first... Yeah, so strength, strength to escape the webbing. Oh, sorry, yeah. you go, Mira. Sorry, I was just going to say, just reading it. It's, so it's already failed its dex on its first yeah. turn. So it's just a strength. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. So I will roll a strength check. It has escaped the snake grapple as it pushes the snake off. I will roll. That's another 21. I've got two 21s for strength in a row as it yeah, shakes yeah. off the uh, the grapple. It is going to attempt to flee as well. Um, that is an attack of opportunity for Lockie and the snake. Unfortunately, spiritual weapons don't get attacks of opportunity. That's fine. I don't mind. It makes, it's like um, the whole entity the thing with the, um, yeah. with the uh, Echo Knight image. 12 is not quite enough. Sorry, Lyra. No. And Lucky, do you want to make me a punch? One punch, Lucky. Um, actually, I, I, in leveling up, I also may have taken Warcaster. So I'm just using a spell with which to smack him. Very nice. Yeah, you can use a spell as a reaction. Yeah. Oh, cantrip. Cantrip. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, should have said. Okay. Just in case uh, you're thinking of doing some like third level stuff. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, looking at magic pistol at third level, so yes. Um, I do inflict oh, wounds. Oh, uh, inflict wounds is a reaction. Third <laughs> level. <laughs> I'll do a. Um, actually, you know what? I'll do a green. Okay. So instead of electricity, which still sort of fizzles there, um, one of these um, uh, gauntlets lights up with. Uh, there's a little canister inside. And mm-hmm. it smashes and then lights this fist with flame as it hits it. And then a green flame blade on this bitch. Green flame blade. Yeah. Green flame blade. 
Grim frame bread. Absolutely. Grim frame bread. Let's see it. Roll me those dash, baby. Still beyond the tentacle. Twenty-five is gonna hit. So that is then the one day plus four thunder damage. Yep. Plus ten thunder damage. Plus another D eight for um Green Flame Blade. Yes indeed. I think you're gonna roll a six. I call it now. I think you're gonna roll a six. <laughs> Blackjack. Come on. Let's see, come on, be a six. Eight! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Close. This thing is so hurt as it flies off. You can see one wing is being burned. There are cuts and slashes. It is limping as it flies. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and then does the exact same thing. It just folds its wings and drops rapidly out of view. Um, as these Chimera drop as fast as they can away from the ship, uh, Leosin sort of calls out and goes, Are we chasing or are we are we all good for the moment? Do we just do we just leave them? Um, I think we just onwards. I think we just go as fast as we can. And I'll yes. sort of run off to the side of the ship here. I'm going to have the illusion sort of appear as if it's on the side of the ship and sort of like um, just roaring at the top of its lungs, speaking yeah. in Draconic Very to nice. stay away um, and just sprouting, spouting like green yeah. uh, acidy sort of breath. Um, yeah. Just Amazing. to make sure that nothing else like even like attempts to attack us. That's fantastic. Um, great use of Draconic as well. The fact that they actually understand Draconic really I... helped with that. Even though your role wasn't so good, I had I had yeah. the DC for that. That was awesome. See, I didn't know. Well, I didn't that, know they actually understood Draconic. No, it worked out really well. Well, with that, we will end tonight's session on a, on a bit of a on a bit of a combat, and we will come back and see the aftermath of that next time. So, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It's so lovely to have you here. We will see you all again next time. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll see you later. See you guys. Bye. 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 Farewell, everybody. Goodbye.